Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. The podcast speaks to all of us. And if we listen, we can understand. All right. Okay. Mm. But I mean, I don't, these are tough to do. The foreign films are always tough to do. That's true. And I couldn't find a catchphrase, a tagline. I mean. Uh, no, no. Like, unaware of a tagline. I feel like what our guest spirits just died immediately she, upon me presenting that. Uh, you mean when she grows up, she's going to be like podcast? That's, I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to see if there was ever. I mean, these, these this, this. Uh, is that a is that a line from the dub? Are, are, are y'all watching the dubs? No, for this? I was watching subtitles. This was saying it's an uncle an uncle Palm line where he says the earth speaks to all of us, oh. and if we listen, no, it's we a can good understand. line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good line. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Palm's cool guy. Uncle, oh, uncle Palm, Palm fucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just shows up. Yeah, he kind of yeah, he he just, just rolls in. Kind of just leaves. He reacts really strongly. Really strong. I have seen the dub of this once, and it's I think. Uh, the worst. It's pretty uh, unlistenable. Dub. Yeah. And it's um I watched this on the DVD that I have of it that I've had since I don't know since the first time D- Disney put it on DVD. Sure. Retired like- and um and so I was like struggling with the menu because it's still that like mm. you know thing where you're toggling through all these different audio tracks and stuff like why while it's going on. And every time it would actually accidentally toggle to the English audio, I would go like ah because yeah. it's like James Vanderbeek and. Um, and Mark Hamill and Anna Paquin is, and Cloris Leach. Yeah, they right? age yeah. up the kids. Yeah, right? which is Without very strange. Obviously, being able to age up how they look. And yeah, it's just yeah. it's just off. Yeah, but I think there are subtle dialogue changes to reference the fact that they're older. I was I reading through on the Wikipedia. I mean, there are like a lot of changes. They like they made ninety minutes of score. Rather yeah, than the, the sixty minutes. That's the other thing. They changed the score to make it less electronic. Because they thought it should have more of like a classic symphonic sort of score. But also they oh, were like, weird. there's too yeah. much silence in this movie. We need more Oh, yeah, score. yeah, yeah. That right. happens for sure. And also they, um, what they do, this is the other thing. I was like, oh, how did DVDs used to work? And I was like struggling through it. And they had the track. They had the, the first I was watching with Japanese, Japanese dialogue, but the closed captioning. Yeah, you can't because it, 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 it'll fuck you up immediately. And right. then you realize like for all those moments of silence, especially in the beginning where like Pazu is just running around. Right. They add in all this stuff where he's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, 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 like all this like <laughs> dumb noises. Right. Whoa, whoa, another hill. I'll just run over it. Right. Instead of just letting letting you watch a kid run over a hill, it's right. just yeah. very, very silly. Huh. Um, this was the other thing I read was they added a lot of background dialogue. They have a yeah. lot of like loop group. Like, what's look at that girl? Where is she going? Oh, oh, bees and carrots. Bees and carrots. And I bees was, and carrots. I was trying to figure out what the difference was on the subtitle options between English for the hearing impaired. Yeah, you got to go to English. the second English, right? Because the first right. one is a transcript of, of the, the dub. English dub. Yes. The dub, and, and this is true on is any just, of the blue right, rays or right. whatever, right? And I've made that mistake, and you're like. It, the, the subtitles way out of sync, and then yeah. you realize, like, oh, yeah. it's just. A but there's other shit. Like they took out like the Jonathan Swift references. Really? Kids yeah. won't get oh. that. Yeah. Uh. Um. And this was the dub that they prepared, uh, like part and parcel with uh, Mononoke. Uh-huh. It when, was yeah. It was right. it was around that time. And then they they just canned the movie. And they were like, right. oh, Mononoke didn't make enough money, Forget and they it. kept it on a shelf until like 2004. It. 
Mm, no, they released it on video, um, I believe. Because I remember seeing it at the grocery store in Iowa when I was like- That might have been the old one That's the thing. Saying. There was no, an I think older it, American mm, dub. Maybe. What I, I was know. reading was that Disney didn't release the James Vanderbeek dub until long after Dawson's huh. Creek had been canceled. <laughs> so you have- 2003. His yeah. youthful timbre, professionally right. preserved. Because there's another American dub that wasn't supervised by Disney that I think is more of just a straight dub without hmm. all the futz in it. Right. That is apparently, quote, adequate but clumsy. That's, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which was which was produced for um, Japan Airlines. Oh, yeah. For, like, that international makes sense. flights. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love this movie, you guys. Um, hey! Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, five seconds into this movie. I think it was literally five. I went... Oh, I get why Emily likes uh, Mortal Engine so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. guys, guys, what do we have too. here? Straight line, Morty, NGs. NGs, prepare to ingest. NGs. It, it, it truly took me five seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, because I'm admittedly a Miyazaki neophyte. I'm watching almost all of these for the first time ever. Right. But I now retroactively appreciate that Mortal Engines, a movie that I already fully accept Fox, right. uh-huh. is the closest anyone's good, come good, to good. making a live action Miyazaki movie. Right. It kind of does have that yeah. feeling to yeah. it and that yeah. wonder to it and also the size of it. Like Mortal right. Engines, when we were watching it the whole time, I was like, I can't believe how fucking big this movie is. Yeah, and they keep inventing a new thing. It's like, oh, there's a new kind of little aircraft. Right. There's a new kind of vehicle or town or something like that. It's and so Castle fun. in the Sky totally does that. Yeah. And the fact that it, like, at 30, 40 minutes, it gets to the thing that I thought it would take two hours to get to. And you're like, so just what is the movie now? And it's like, just more shit. It just keeps yeah, yeah, on. Right. Yeah. Pile it on. Right. Yeah. It's so good. Airships, I love baby. it. Well, so it's also got a sad robot who I love. It's got many sad robots. Here's the thing. It's like, you got, you got, you got uh, uh, Aquaman. You got Sea Crime. Sea Crime. Mm-hmm. This movie's got Sky Crime. It's got so <laughs> many Sky Crimes. I love this. Uh, excuse yeah. me. This movie has Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates. Yes. Yeah. Oh god! That's what I was. You know, I was watching it again, and I was like, "These two are love this movie." Come yeah, on. yeah, be into it. You got vehicles. Yeah, you got <laughs> rubbits, sky, sky pirates. You got Big, mossy rubbits, <laughs> mossy rubbits. So I think that Miyazaki probably dips into this every now and then, but I think this is this is probably his only full throated steampunk movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and I love it so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a wait. I made up. I. I have to go find this because I tweeted this once um, because I feel like I always get into arguments with uh, Molly Lambert, my co-host on Night Call, Call, uh, that um, about steampunk and Victoriana and how she thinks that that you can't differentiate between the two of them. You can fully differentiate. That's nonsense. Yes. And Victoriana is the the worst of it. But I had had a thing that was like... Find it while Griffin introduces (laughs) this podcast into you. Okay. (laughs) This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I'm David. It's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their careers and give a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. And sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce. Baby. This is a mini-series about the films of Hayao Miyazaki. That's right. It's called Howl's Moving Podcastle, which we can now debate with our guest who's going to have a lot of opinions on that from Night Call, Emily Yoshida. The great hey, Emily Yoshida. Hi. Mother of Blankies. Thank you. Wait, Howl's... Howl's Moving Podcastle. What about Howl's Potting castle well this was discussed or pods moving castle <laughs> i just like taking advantage or of podcastle in the sky well, that was there a thing where we like, put it to the view the, the listeners because uh-huh. there's three castle titles. there's three castle titles 
Mm-hmm. So they could yes. podcast yes. of Cagliostro, podcast of Cagliostro is so cute. I love it. <laughs> it's a cool podcast. It sounds like a fun place. Yeah. What if yeah, you got there and he's like, "This is the greatest podcast studio <laughs> on earth." That was the castle. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, I think Kevin Smith at one point got a venue that he called the Kevin Smith Podcastle. Sounds good. Uh-huh. Sounds like a great place. Place for I his, want to be for his smodcasts. Yeah, smodcasts. That doesn't even work that cleanly. Because his name is Smith? Right. I don't think like, oh, Smod, like Smith. <laughs> you know? Nope. Neither do I. And yet. And yet. They are a plague upon the land. Nonetheless, I'm sure they're fine. I've never listened to them. People love them. Uh, you couldn't find that tweet, Emily? I couldn't. I'm really bummed. But I know that the rule was if there's an airship, it's steampunk. It's an airship, it's steampunk. Yeah, that, I mean, it's a seance, it's Victorian. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Right. This can fine. be both, obviously. Oh, no, sure. but that's a great answer, though. Is yeah. is steampunk goes to the skies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it takes to the skies. The Victorian stuff is just a. It's like a sub genre. It's within. Yeah, steampunk. Yeah. Steampunk is setting. an umbrella. It's a setting. Yeah, like you can. Like I think that, you know, obviously steam is involved. I was trying to figure out mm-hmm. if the car that that um that Dola and her her sons, her large adult sons, drive around. If that's like they a steam car, sons. if that's a steam car. Uh, which would be pretty cool. So, um, I mean, goggles, obviously. Goggles. And this movie's goggle crazy. <laughs> crazy goggles for gogs. Big. It's Google leather. for goggles. It's good if people are dressed Gaga in leather Google, stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Google for A guy in a bowler goggles. hat. Goggles. Sunglasses. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we love it all. It's great. Canes. We all agree. Yeah, canes. A lot of people have canes. Petticoats. Right. <laughs> Petticoats that, tr- that, that convert into jumpsuits, which sure. are very mm-hmm. on trend right now. Uh, yeah, very flea bag. Yeah. Very flea bag. <laughs> uh I saw that uh I, I forget the other ones. I was looking through the, the Wikipedia of the Disney dub. Uh one of the adult sons, uh played by Andy Dick. Yes. Oh, I imagine that was uh not distracting at all. Yeah. He's like like one of the minor ones too. There's two yeah. famous sons and I can't remember who the other Mandy one is. Andy Patinkin. Uh is one of the sons? Uh, I'm not sure he's is Lewis. He Beardy? Yeah, I don't remember their name. Right, because Mark no. Hamill is uh, Mark Hamill's the Colonel. He's right, the Colonel. Yeah. He, in my, from my memory, in the dub, he is one of the less offensive parts. Right. He's, he's just really like offensive. hamming it. He's hamming up. it up. Yes. You put the, you put a microphone in front of that guy. Yeah, you can't spell Hamill without him. I think I. It's true. It's true. I think I saw, uh, or maybe I saw the like behind the scenes of the featurette or something on the DVD where he's talking about like getting into character for Muska. Even though I, I don't, I think I probably watched his performances that all of once before. Oh, sure. I was like, okay, I'm never gonna do this again. Right. But I remember him talking about like trying to have this like. It was the first time I think I remember hearing anybody talk about like the the Atlantic accent. The mid Atlantic, mid Atlantic accent. Right. And I was right. like, "Oh right. yes, that's what that is." Right. But, um, but yeah, apparently that's what he's doing on the dub. On, but on, uh, as Muska, I don't remember because I probably last no, watched that when I was about fourteen. I think there's a couple of dubs that are are okay that were yeah. like obviously very well supervised, and I think the movies that are for kids, the yes. dubs are more acceptable. I think. Ponyo like is about the right. best. Ponyo is the best. Those are the yeah. later ones where the Pixar guys were more hands on in those dubs and sort of protecting yeah. them, right? Yes. Yeah. yes, I think Totoro has like a newer dub. The one with fine. the the Fanning sisters, right? Yeah, that one's fine. There's a Totoro um, with both Fannings in it. Yeah, unite the Fannings. Yeah. Wow. yeah, they have they they've employed the Fannings and the, the Cyrus over the, Cyrus over the, the years. Right. Yeah, because wow. Noah is, is Ponyo. Ponyo. Right. Yeah, she's good. She says ham. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, I, I uh, there was something I was going to say about. Shoot, never mind. Cut this, okay. Ben. Cut it. Ben, cut it. <laughs> I lost my entire. Oh, oh. Do you yes. want to start over the show? Or no, you're good to go. Okay. No, I. Well, I do want to start over the show because I'd like to say, folks, I'm Emily Yoshida. Hell yeah. You're about to watch Blank Check. Blank Check is one of many podcasts, but it happens to be one of my. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I don't know. Who is this? It's very by familiar. my good. By my good friends. David Sims and Griffin Newman. You could be listening to any number of podcasts right now, but you've chosen blank check. That's that's, that's what's sticking <laughs> in my brain. I, yeah. What is that? <laughs> what's she doing? Uh, I don't know if it's on the Blu-ray, but it's on the DVD. It is the fucking god awful yes, right. John Lasseter intro oh, yes. that is before all the Disney releases of yeah. Lots which of is like Lasseter start, start, starting with at least I think Spirited Away. Well, yeah, yeah, the Spirited Away one I've seen that one and this one is, are the two that I'm most They're familiar with. They're not on the Blu-rays, thank God. Yeah, but you have to like they are. When right. you press play it's on like the movie, it's like unable to perform this function. Yeah, you can't. It's like the FBI Action. warning. It's like you gotta sit through this. But they're like they're not. It's like all he says is like all. The only reason those exist is to remind everybody that he is friends with Hayao Miyazaki, right. which mm-hmm. like I am doing scare quotes right now, heavy scare quotes, which is always just a picture of him putting his arm around him and like Miyazaki looking kind of bewildered, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then uh, to tell everybody that it's like okay to watch the Japanese cartoon, like that's it. It's so annoying. I hate them. But I Sorry, love this movie. Griff. Does does he reach out during the introduction and put his hand on your leg? Does he break out of the screen and invade your personal space? I don't know, but let's all uh, give money to his company and see Toy Story Four this summer. Right? Hey, he's out yeah. of the company. He's out mm-hmm. of the company. He's out of the company. He probably still gets money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah but he was he fired from the movie. He was. He was. He was. He was. Yep. Uh, works at Paramount now. Is that right? He works at Paramount. He works at Skydance Sky Animation. Skydance. 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 Sky you know who animation. dances across the sky in uh, in a movie is uh, the people in Castle in the Sky. Yeah. They, dance, yeah. they do some sky dancing here. You lost your confidence. I know. There it's like, I'm not really sure which one to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. The cast of this film. Sheeta. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I was I, not an expert here. Don't know anything. Sure. But I knew Nausicaa was based on a manga. So I was like, his oh, this manga. is his. Well, that's what I didn't know. I thought like, oh, you thought oh this is his first this is whole his first cloth. Right. Whole cloth. Mm-hmm. But it's no. Nausicaa, he's adapting himself. Yeah. This is his first whole cloth movie. In the oh, sense mean, that like, it's, it's not based not on solely a manga. directly design. based on anything, yeah. right? Although right. it is borrowing, I believe, from what's it called, Future Boy Conan, right? His like, uh, right, right, his old TV show. Yeah, Future Boy, the Boy Detective Conan. I mean, Future no, Boy this is Con- my question: Is Future Boy Conan did, uh, connected to Detective Conan? I don't, I don't know. I've not, I've not watched. Conan? Detective Conan is a little boy who solves mysteries, and Conan O'Brien is always doing bits about him now because there's an entire city. I'm actually like kind of not educated on the the. Boy detective, future boy, Conan. No, I, I, they're I, not connected. They're not connected. Okay. <laughs> they are not connected, although they are both little boys and named Conan. Conan. Plucky boys. Uh, they are both plucky boys. No, uh, Castle in the Sky is the first Ghibli movie. Right. That's the other thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first full-fledged, right. like, they're now their own thing, Ghibli movie. So when these, uh, when Nausicaa and, uh, what, what, Nausicaa was, what, independently produced just before like, he had started a studio? Was it? Uh, it's a what's it? Toei. Toei. Okay. Yeah. And same with Lupin. So are mm-hmm. they sort of just licensing these movies when they put them in the box sets? Because I feel like also Lupin's never part of like the Ghibli Fest thing. No. Well, Nausicaa no. is. Yeah. 
He owns them. Lupin's the only I one that's totally available because on streaming. Lupin is a part of this like right. vast franchise yes. that he does not own. He just did an entry in it, which so, I'm getting yeah. really into. Oh, it's fun. I'm loving Lupin. Um, um, just uh, yeah, uh, Nausicaa was produced by Topcraft. I'm sure we discussed this on the previous mm-hmm. week's episode, uh, which was is a defunct studio. So I assume Miyazaki just has okay. So he the just got the rights now. back. Okay, Toei distributed that. They also distributed this. Toei was the distributor. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got the mechanism mm-hmm. to push it out onto mm-hmm. the screen. Yes. Um, but this is the beginning of Ghibli. I think that uh, Grave of the Fireflies, when is that? Grave of the Fireflies is Ghibli. No, well. I know it's, I'm just yeah. trying to remember the year. But this I think is it's 88. 88. 88. Okay. 88. Okay. Yeah. So this is fully the first. They're There's all no, doing yeah. their first film. Yeah, they're all hard at work. Um, yeah. And uh, this film was not a success. Really, <laughs> when it came but, out. Uh, but now is right yeah. now is like a cultural touchstone. Well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for right. sure. But, but when like it when it came out, out, it was like well, nobody knew that right. it was the brand did not have the loyalty that it does now, sure. and there, that was part of it. I think like I was reading something where he was talking about how the 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 kid, the boy in it, didn't appear to have any powers or anything. And at the time, like everybody wanted, like if it was going to be a thing about a kid, the kid had to have some Powerful kind of special, boy. yeah, like a little superhero or whatever. Um, so people didn't really know what to make of it, make of that. I don't sure. know, but it's like it's funny because like now you look at it and it's clearly, I feel like it's just his most straightforward, fun and like purely entertaining. It is a full on like an action adventure yes. movie yeah. which yeah. he usually avoids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's also only one of the only ones I think what makes it feel that way also is it's one of the only ones where the villain does not like repent or become good at the end. Like right. we just like get rid of the villain. Yeah. He just dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just bricks fall on him. Yeah. And it's um, also a movie with a very simple plot. It's got a lot of story yeah. but the plot is incredibly straightforward of yeah. just mm-hmm. like Find that castle one. It is long for a kid. Pretty long, yeah. Pretty long. Two hundred five. And I guess you know, it's like maybe kids won't get. Yeah, the Gulliver's Travels. I don't. I don't know. Well, here's a question. I mean, Totoro is the one that like launches Ghibli as like a a, a brand barnstorming, right? Yeah, a a proven family acceptable brand. This is my question for the two of you. Sure. Was Nausicaa? popular as a manga like did people know those characters before the movie i think it was pretty pop i mean i think it was like reasonably popular i don't know yeah i don't don't think it was like um no you know what it was pretty it was pretty popular yeah yeah anime's most popular feature it was you know right this outside of it being from the director of those two movies doesn't have any characters that the public knows at this point absolutely and most animated sure but a large majority of Japanese feature animation is either based off of a manga or based off of a TV series Ooh, at this point, right? David is pointing David's what's pointing what's to in the, the sky. sky. There's a, a castle, castle in the sky. Big old castles in the sky. Um, pretty cool. <laughs> but is there at this point in time not a tremendous Although, amount of fully original Japanese I, I, animated I, I films? I am not I don't know, I don't expert know. enough I don't to, to It's based to on the song on. from Les Mis. Oh, it is. Castle, castle, castle in the cloud. <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> It is uh, called the first modern steampunk classic by the Steampunk Bible. Really? That's right. All right. Hell yeah. That's right. What's the second modern steampunk? Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. <laughs> no, I don't know. The gap in between. Dark Materials. Dark Materials. Dark, I was going to, that, that's yeah. a huge steampunk. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, adjacent yeah. steampunk adjacent. And I right. think I was into both of these, those things at the same time. I was really into Dark Materials <sighs> and this movie at the same time. And like, I don't know, all 
like watching this movie again, which I probably hadn't watched for a few years. Sure. I own it, but you know, I, I probably watch it every every couple of years. But I think of it as a foundational Emily movie. Yeah, like we talked sure. about it. Yeah. Like when I just see the texture of things and just like some of the just the background paintings and stuff, it's just like the this was the texture of the stuff that I was into. And like Final Fantasy games too. The, like Final all that Fantasy stuff. is definitely influenced like by that this is movie. all that yes. all the uh, airships and all that totally, shit. Totally, yeah. yeah. I'll Hell say yeah. too. Um, I, I'm very much a fan of uh, Final Fantasy neophyte, uh-huh. but I've been playing through the Kingdom Hearts games. Sure. And uh, I feel that connection. Yeah, right. which is I've never, play, I've never played Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts is yeah. Disney it's like Final Fantasy. Big, it's yeah, Disney yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy, yeah. but the but it's so from the music to yeah, the rhythms yeah. of it to yeah. the landscapes 100%. and the vehicles yeah. and all of that. Yeah, the music for sure. Uh, music definitely. Wow. Yeah, the music on uh, this is probably one of my favorite themes of any of any Miyazaki film too. Just like musical motifs, the main theme of this one. Mm-hmm. So pretty and sad. I love it. There was a thing on the Wikipedia, which I don't know if this record still stands, but they said the most uh, tweeted moment in the history of Twitter. Yeah, that sounds like some weird bullshit. But yeah. Can so you look ever- this up though? There's one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? In August 2013, yeah. fans tweeted the word balsa, balsa mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the exact time it played in the movie. There was a global peak of 143,000 tweets in one second. Really? I did not know about this. Some sort of Japanese. Was it uh, just Japanese flash Twitter? mob? Yes. Yeah. Um, now I have no idea if that record has been broken in the subsequent six years. I have no idea, but it was part of. Um, what were they trying to do? What were they trying to destroy? The re- previous record was thirty three thousand, so they, they wow. threw it in the garbage. Maybe wow. they just wanted to see the world burn. <laughs> uh, the old record was set when the cl- clock struck midnight in Tokyo. And everyone, I guess, tweeted, Happy New Year. Yeah, I was going to wow. say, I mean, I, that record is very specific to everyone tweeting one word at, at the, the same, same second. second. Yes. Right. But it does speak to, I guess, how much uh, this one has become canonical. Uh, I think in yeah. Japan, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I feel like here it has still always been one of the, a little more of a curio, right? It's a like, little more. It's like, it's it's one of those ones, I for, the, for any of my friends that have ever gotten into Miyazaki films, it's like, they haven't, this is the one that they're not aware of. And they're, they're like, really? That one? That's your favorite? And then they watch it and they're like, why doesn't everybody know about this movie? It's so fun and great. Like, it's that's always, cool. like, it's it's niche, but like, I don't, I'm not sure why other than the fact that it wasn't maybe one of the earlier ones that made it over here. But like, now they're, they've all been here for long enough that yeah. it feels like you should have, I don't know, it should be a little more mainstreamy. I feel like it was just stuck in that old thing where they like you know they didn't really do a proper dub mm-hmm. they didn't really bother to release it over right they were just mm-hmm. like eh Americans yeah. won't get this forget right. it right. right so it became like a little cult object it's so Euro though it is quite Euro. it's very so Euro, Euro and you feel the influence of it on five billion things as yes. people yes. already discussed yes right. <sighs> Castle in the Sky Castle in the Sky Cast- it opens on an airship sad girl looking out a window She's got a pendant. What's she doing in that ship? She got a crystal. How'd she get in that ship? She got a crystal. She want to be in that ship? No. She's been abducted. She's been abducted. Um, sorry, go on. Emily, you were going to say something. No. I was just going to say she has a crystal. She I does have a crystal. Well, I, I just, I love, 
I feel like if I did a dub of this, I would just have whoever is Dola every time. Because in the first third of it, anytime she sees it, she's just always like, I gotta have that crystal. <laughs> she does gotta have that crystal. <laughs> yeah, that's the villain who gets redeemed is Dola. She's, yes, I mean, that's she's, true. She's, yeah. she's not like, that villainous, but yeah, you know, right? Like she turns out to be okay. She's like chaotic good. She's right. chaotic good, which yeah. is a classic Miyazaki, especially the female mm-hmm. uh, villainous training the out to type. be kind of, yeah, the Yubaba yeah. type. Exactly. But that's more of a, a misperception thing than it is a, her redeeming herself sure. thing, right? But she, she's a pirate. And, she you know, runs through a party with a giant gun. I mean, sure. like all villain things to do. <laughs> very, very um, watch the world burn of her. <laughs> oh, that was the other big sort of influence I started picking up on watching this movie uh, because it's not aesthetic, but I feel that the Leica films all are very inspired uh, by the Ghibli movies by the sort of general uh, distrust of adult ruling class. Right, right, right. There's that sort of like, don't trust- Anyone who's fancy. Right. Who's like a king or a colonel or a- Right, right? yeah. And they're all sort of lying to kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're all sort of operating out of like fear and insecurity. I mean, you're thinking of the box trolls, which is very very Ghibli- uh, yeah, and uh, what's the new and paranorman one? Paranorman uh, and paranorman missing link. Missing link, one. right? And that the thing that looks to be scary ends up being the the nice thing. Yeah. The other thing I read um, before uh, it was like excerpts from this interview, but it was him talking about like how so many of his characters, or at least early on, are orphans, and it was it was mm. some like classically dark Miyazaki quote where it was like. Uh, yeah, children, like the only, everybody worries about corrupting children, but the only thing that corrupt children are their parents. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, so in order to have a truly good hearted child, they need to Gotta be an be orphan. An or- get, get those parents out of the way. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, we love him. Yeah, that's very dark. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, true. It's kind of true. Yeah. Kind of true. Uh, like. I, your parents fucked you up. Well, I mean, obviously, look, it doesn't apply to me because I'm a perfect person with zero <laughs> problems. Right. Okay. I have I no sort of noticeable neuroses. No, not at all. Yeah, or complexes that were pushed upon me. By. Um, they fuck you up, your mom and dad. Yeah. Quote Philip Larkin. Um, uh, which is funny because Miyazaki had, by all accounts, nice enough parents. Yeah, he, didn't, he had a sick mom. He had the sick mom, but then she recovered and yeah. she lived, I think, a very long time. Right? Yeah. And his dad was the, the plain man. Yes, he was in the planes. I don't uh, know. No, Just but I mean. G- garden variety corruption. G- garden variety well, childhood so, cynicism. Sometimes I wonder if he's talking about himself. Because yeah. he, does, he does sometimes it's like point the mirror at himself and right. he's like, bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you at work all the time? Yeah. Hey, you. Oh, God. Someday after he's gone which i don't look forward to no, mind you but like we're gonna get the story of that's like the big blank spot and um i think garo has talked about it though where he's like yeah i realized the only way to connect with my father was to, 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 to do him. his job yeah, like, yeah. to become yeah. an animator myself that's yeah. a lot of the like jim henson that's yeah. his relationship with his children where they were like well we could either go into puppetry or not know our father <laughs> right exactly <laughs> There are a lot of those. Uh, Donald Trump, famously a great artist whose children had to go into his uh, line of work in order to know him. Being a con artist. Yes. What, right. the, the, the greatest of all artists. Types, yeah. The it's, con artist. It's on Goro Miyazaki's Wikipedia, and it's that after he sh- screened Tales of Earthsea, his, which his dad attended, mm-hmm. yeah. his dad sent him a message <laughs> saying the film was made honestly and was good, which seems like uh-huh. him being like, yep, you're fine. Yeah. Yep. Made honestly is made pretty honestly. incredible. Yeah. 
Um, but this is younger Miyazaki. This is neophyte Miyazaki. Not neophyte, but like this is Miyazaki going to do his own thing still, right? Dark, dark hair, no exciting. beard mm-hmm. Miyazaki. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and uh, he... He right. He went to a Welsh mining town, yes. mm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the eighties, so this is there when was, like the British mining industry is collapsing into ruins. This is oh, I was the unions say. are being busted. The okay. little town was like in ruins that he was in or something. Yeah, like nobody was there. Everyone lost their job. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's what Billy Elliot set in the north, but it's the same time and the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the mining industry. Britain was just like we can't. Sorry. Everything's collapsing. And all these little towns, you know, were ruined by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was said he was sort of like the indomitable spirit of the miners. Mm-hmm. And this like thing that had been taken away from them was like incredibly resonant for him. I admired these men. That's what he said. A dying breed of fighting men. Now they are gone. Bunch of palms. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that, and I think that probably is influencing his sort of like steampunky, right? Like mm-hmm. old fashioned aesthetic. Yeah. What else? Uh, Do you did you read anything in your big uh, leather bound book of Miyazaki? And, what? I'll, I'll get. I'll do it every oh, other time. I bought these Miyazaki books. They're good. Oh, cool. They're like anything he's ever written collected. Oh, nice. Or any interview he ever where, did. Like, where do you get that? It's like a leather volume with a clasp, and it has a, a sort of a symbol of a, a lion with a scepter. <laughs> Uh, no, they were David on Amazon. Opens a green fog comes the green out of it. Fog flies out. Yeah, you uh, scream and go unconscious. There's, there's yeah. two of them. You can, you can find them on Amazon. Okay, um, I'll show them to you. Two copies ever made? Yeah, yeah two, two <laughs> right. volumes. I, <laughs> right. uh, I want that. I would like to have that. Yeah. No. Okay. So uh, the, the thing about the beginning of this film, and this is also, I like this about. I, I, I was, I was happy to recently watch Cagliostro with David. Cool um, Cool, fun movie that also just starts. Yeah, that just movie just starts. Goes yeah, they, like they you got, are in it. They got money in the car. Yeah, they're and doing they a robbery them. and they drive away <laughs> and they dump all the money out. And it's so fun. Yes. Uh, and then and then you do the credit sequence. Like I think I think that there is something so fun about that. So the same thing here. Like right. you you get like a, a a good little action scene. Yeah, pretty cool action scene. And then she falls into the clouds. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. What's this airship? Yeah. Who are these pirates? Why Who's does this everybody girl? after this girl? Pretty, pretty captivating though. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm saying it's good. Yeah. yeah. Cool stuff. A lot of questions are put to you, and yeah. you're like, I'd love to see him answer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, she falls. And then you get this lovely credit sequence with this lovely score, this lovely, lovely score. Josie C. score. And lovely painted. Yeah. yeah sort of etchings. Yeah. They yeah. go into this like etch style for flashbacks a couple times also throughout the movie, which is really nice. Right. I don't know. It's It's all lovely. Do you and think, I mean, do you feel like his first, movie being an adaptation of a series that people had already watched based off a comic that everyone had already read, the second film in a franchise, that he had the leeway to just sort of start presuming the audience knew everything, then kind of inspired him to be like, why why shouldn't all movies start this way? Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, it does feel like you can operate thinking like, okay, what if there was already like 10 volumes of a manga of this and right. we're, we're just going to do the adaptation of it. You can kind of just like let people catch up or something, right. um, which is so much more fun, I think. How much an audience can get through context clues without having to start like didactically yeah. explaining how everything started. Well, this is the thing yeah. about NGs that I liked so much. Is hey. It's just like, 
I don't know what any of this is, but it's interesting enough that I want to stick it out. But that's why five seconds in, my NG's alarm was, was yeah, yeah. going and off like and crazy. Because I was like, this has, has that same feel. And NG's like, has that same opening right. where it's a little town on wheels. And you're like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck yeah. is going yeah. on? Right, right, right. And a big giant automobile of some sort. Prepare and, to ingest. Uh, prepare to ingest. Uh, but also, like, I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten in this, now the Game of Thrones is over, but I feel like at the, at the peak of our, our last large scale cultural dialogue around Game of Thrones. It was yes. the same thing. It was just like, look, it's 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 serviceable enough and it's in a genre that I don't hate. So even though I'm totally confused watching the first one, mm-hmm. I am going to like watch it over and over again, look up the wiki and try to figure out who these people are because I want to figure it out. I want to be able to watch it and see what's going on. And I think that some of that has to do with just like I like a genre. Like I like steampunk shit. So Help me God. <laughs> uh, and then also, you know, like just having that the ability to drop those those little hints of like there's a bigger world here. We're going to get to this later. Don't worry that um, that I think maybe some some people get impatient and are just like, wait, but why haven't we explained what this is? But I don't know. I enjoy it. Of course. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm just thinking, but especially with Game of Thrones, it feels like a pretty solid rebuke to the uh, traditional notion of mainstream. Uh, storytelling that uh-huh. you have to spoon feed everything to your audiences because Game of Thrones is a great example of something where the audience yeah. proved that they were willing to do yeah. the work yes, they literally like readers. crack open a no they're not book I was readers. not a book reader no, no. and Game yeah. of Thrones people are talking about shit that is either never going to be explained right. or only be like tangentially explained right, right. you know yeah. yeah but even to a lesser yeah. degree I mean like the MCU movies and like new Star Wars and all these things where yes. people like have to like put work yeah. into like keeping up with the thing. But the thing with Thrones that I always think of is like in that pilot episode when you see Arya shoot an arrow, mm-hmm. you're just immediately like, I get this. Character. I know what she's. This is an archetype do. I fully understand. Yeah. Like she's the little tomboy. She wants to be a warrior like her brother. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. every time they throw a character at you or a setting, you're kind of like, I get it. Like yeah. I get the general that, idea. That person. Yeah. Right. You know, it's this type of thing. So, like, you show me air pirates. I get it. Well, that's, I was gonna say, oh, yeah. Is a, I, I, is a thing. This movie does really fucking Reminds well. me of my childhood. Right. I mean. <laughs> but you're like, this is a stuffy colonel. This is yeah. a crazy air pirate lady with her large adult sons. <laughs> like, you under, even if you don't understand what they're going after. That's why we love large adult sons. Because, like, cartoons yeah. are filled with them. Yeah. Yes. Like, Bluto is a large adult son. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, you know, like right. we grew up with large adult sons. Yes. Yeah. It's really good when they're constantly just being like, Mama. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of crazy that this and Goonies come out within like a year of each other because they're oh, both yeah. like Mama with a, a trio of knuckleheaded or not trio in this one a brood yeah yeah a whole flock a murder a, a murder, murder, a murder of, of, a son. of a son. Son. adult sons <laughs> a parliament of sons a parliament of sons oh boy oh I love those sons um but uh, we also we love we love Sheeta she's cool right yeah yeah she's, she's- cool. She's like one of the more passive Miyazaki she heroines. Is. I would say the most yeah. passive, right? But I don't know. I He's like figuring her. it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, well, Nausicaa is like out of the gate, just like a great. Heroine, She's like an amazing yeah. heroine, right? like in that very like much sets the tone. Like, like, like I feel like I feel like they're like a, a lot of the Miyazaki films feel like they have partners. It like like there's a there's another one that's sort of like on the same. It's like the thing about the nine stories or whatever. Like it's like they're they're Miyazaki sto- uh, films that basically operate on the same skeleton. You know what right. I'm talking about? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like Nasaka is like the, the girls is are the usually... Mononoke one, and right, right. and like this one I actually think is like Ponyo. 
Like I feel like they're similar. In that it's but, about like a boy girl partnership that's yeah. sort of forged within this much larger yeah. like uh, fantasy universe that they barely understand. Yeah, and like through the it's it is it is a platonic magical girlfriend story. Right. That uh, where the girl comes, you know, from this this from crazy a special world magic place and, and she has like, special magic position and the place yeah. that she's from is like determines the fate of the boys world and all that like right. that but they but their connection is what matters right yeah because yeah. her passivity her relative passivity is due to the fact that she doesn't know what the fuck is going on she yeah. doesn't know what's going on she barely understands her like princessdom right yeah um she was just a mountain kid she's got great eyesight she's got, so. good, she's got good eyesight she knows <laughs> some soul. songs that might may, may not be spells yeah yeah <laughs> um good one, bad one but and then the boy uh patsu mm-hmm. is a classic little miyazaki boy in that he has like little short pants and he like sort <laughs> yeah. of like he's he loves to, to run up a, yeah. like run up the side of something and then fall down like i just he, I, yeah, the... I mean he's kind of like a classic dawson leary type like you can picture him <laughs> He wants to be a filmmaker. Yeah. He loves Spielberg. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But he keeps the always poster in the in the, the ladder closet the or whatever. Log, right. Climbs through the window. Yeah. 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 Sheeta climbs through the window. Yeah. I guess he doesn't have short pants. I just like in my head, any Miyazaki boy character has short pants. And like a patch on their butt. And a little patch, right. Yeah. And a little dumb hat. Short yeah. pants are and relative. Just, if you wore them, they'd look short on you. Right. That's a fair point. They're fairly short pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, I, the, the boy and Kiki, you know, they're always just, yeah. like, they're just oh. ready for this girl to boss him around. Yeah. You know? That's that's what I Sometimes they have glasses. Like. He has goggles. So he's I guess that kind of counts. He's, he's got goggles. Um, God. Griff, you're going to flip for all these movies. I'm, I'm, I'm so mean, excited I'm really for you. Yeah. It's actually yeah. one of the best through lines we've had that you, like, haven't seen these things. I think so. I think it's like every yeah. week we just get to. Uh, what do you think of this it. one? You're like, ah, God, it's pretty good. Rule. <laughs> Why haven't I been watching this? Why was right. I dumb? <laughs> you yeah. love animation. That's the thing that's boggling to me. But I think your love of animation might have made like Japanese animation tougher for you to. Access I think so. You well, were so used to the tropes of America. Yeah. Animation. Here's right. the thing that I no longer bugs me, but I used to not be able to get over uh-huh. that Japanese animation is far frame rate. Uh, the frame rate thing. Yes. Yeah. And connected to that, the uh, uh, lack of focus on uh, mouth sync. Right. 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 Yeah. Which right. American yeah. animation, even when it's super fucking simple, even when it's really shitty, like flash animation, mm-hmm. like South Park, for example, is like always has super fucking detailed mouths. Right. And like the basic, like fundamentals of American animation are like you're going to develop a mouth set for every single mm-hmm. mouth shape, for every single sound in the alphabet. And you're going to place those in. And you always know that the mouth has to be perfectly in sync. And Japanese animation doesn't really care about that. And even like Hanna-Barbera, which was like so shitty, so cheap. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing they would like kind of put money into. Right. Like Hanna-Barbera notoriously would be like, oh, like all of Yogi Bear is one still image. And they're only replacing the mouth and where the eyes are looking. Yeah. Uh, Do you know this crazy thing? that The reason why like almost all Hanna-Barbera characters have like a a dicky collar and a tie is so that they could more easily replace the head oh, without right, moving yeah, the moving body. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. Um, so there's like that kind of shot. Like, it's like Top Cat or right. Yogi They could have chosen any yeah, kind of collar. I know, but it was always <laughs> right. a collar with a tie. They were fully naked, a little <laughs> collar, collar and a little tie. Um, it's just some fun business too. But that's, but, uh, yeah, right. that's true. Right. Like, a little business. Break, grew, it up, break it up the lines of the body. Yeah, exactly. I grew up watching Hannah Barbera. Sure. Hannah Barbera has no detail. It's super fucking cheap. It's super shitty. Even as a child, you'd be like, why aren't his arms moving? Right. Right. But the mouths always match. 
And so I think that was just as a young child for me, a thing I couldn't get yeah, I over. I understand. You got brainwashed by it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, this is a different frame, rate. Right? right. It's more expressive, but also they'll hold a pose for longer. The facial expressions will be more exaggerated and they're not really interested in, you know, making like a perfect uh, O shape, you know, yeah, right. animating the tongue or any of these things. I think one thing that if like, like David doesn't watch that much. Um, <clears throat> She's not talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about um, David R. David R. But uh, Davey R. But, uh, past he, and future guest. Yeah, past and future guest. Horace Talk host Davey R. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, we've been, wa- I mean, I'm I'm just always watching, usually at some point watching an anime or mm-hmm. a movie or something like that. And um, so he's kind of watched a lot of that stuff for the first time with me. And one thing that I think he's, he's sort of, coming up against is like the the tonal shift that happens a lot mm-hmm. in, sure. in in anime uh just as far as like you can go from a really reflective or kind of like pastoral feeling and then go straight to like full on slapstick yes. over the top like totally unrealistic body proportions and right. anime, like that kind of thing um and it's not just the style of animation it's just like the st- like the tone of of the script and this and like how you can veer from one thing to another in like really quick succession I, yeah. I think that's another thing I used to be very uh, rigid about when I was younger was I wanted movies to pick a lane. And even right. if you were a hybrid of genres, mm-hmm. I wanted that you find the one tone that fits both of those genres and you stay in that the whole time. And there are tons yeah. of movies where I would get really angry if one moment was like uncharacteristically serious or uncharacteristically goofy or right. whatever. And now I kind of uh, it's the most exciting thing for me if I see a movie that has that sort yeah. of range. Right. Like it's I I will get that perverse pleasure out of movies that are bad, okay. just sure. because they yeah. are so uh, loose with their control over their right. tone that I'm like I like that all these things are coexisting. Wacky. Yeah, right. Like now I just want movies to like uh, represent everything. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, does this movie represent? Everything? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is I like kind so. of everything I like. Right. It, it has slapstick. You know? I think yeah. of this is one of those more somber movies, but certainly it has all kinds of wild stuff in it. I mean, yeah, like if we pirates. fast forward yeah. a little bit, but like the fist fight in the town is oh, like one of the best things. Yeah, chest. they like yeah. super slowly. It's su- it's like in <laughs> comical, like yeah. syrupy slow motion. They they flex the, the the one of the pirates and then the dad that's like taking care of Pazu. They like flex. And all the buttons pop off. Of their it shirts. is like the most detailed full animation in the entire movie. Yeah, right? it's that's amazing. otherwise full of like action. Well, there's sequences. another. But that's like a, just a taste. It's like, look, we can shred a man's shirt on his muscles, <laughs> but later we'll like have an entire kingdom fall apart brick by brick, and yes. each of those bricks will be individually animated. Yeah, which I mean, is that's insane. It's crazy, and that's the kind of shit you never see in American uh, uh, hand-drawn animation. Right, right. Like there's the so big, much large-scale stuff. Yeah, and yeah. even like expensive Disney stuff. They're, mm-hmm. they're never going to have a shot like that. Right. And uh, this, this is another thing, just like me getting very used to like Disney and Hanna-Barbera as a kid. But like if Disney is like the expensive epic version of it, they will find one level of detail that they can match for the entire movie mm-hmm. so that it is consistent. Oh, yeah. yeah. And something like Miyazaki, it's like there are certain moments where you're going to be a lot more static and certain moments where yeah. you're going to have a lot more detail and a lot more motion. Yeah. And that weird sort of like trade off from like when a background is just a background painting versus when it is an active yeah. kinetic animated thing. I think that just like fucking threw me off. Sure. That's fine. But yeah. Now I'm just here you are. No, I think I'm, it's I'm interesting. Because I'm trying to come to terms with why I didn't like these movies. Sure. And admittedly didn't even really try. Right. 
Right. You had a couple experiences with them and you're sort of like, it's not for me. Kind of dismiss out of hand. Yeah. Um, also that time that like a girl fell down from the sky and you didn't catch her. So you just couldn't yes, relate. A big That's regret in my true. life. Admittedly, <laughs> one of my big whoopsies. And one time you were, you know, on an airship of your own with an old fashioned old timey camera and you saw a castle in the sky and you took one of those old timey photos mm -hmm. of it where you move it. Yeah, thing you exposed the plate. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. David, I told you that in confidence. I asked <laughs> you not to talk about that in the podcast. It's happened to all of us. I mean, I'm going to get dragged online for that. <laughs> hey, you like those old timey cameras? You, you stop you it. Incel? <laughs> hey, kids, you like daguerreotypes? <laughs> I got a thin type for you. Oh, jeez. I just love it. I love it old timey. I love it. It's the yep. best. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, God. The amount of work people used to put into doing fucking anything. To doing <laughs> That's anything. That's what's so fun about Steampunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but well, I, there's some cranks. He does some, we see a little bit of his life. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he turns some cranks. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, some, some men come out of a cave. They're, they're getting their rocks. Well, yeah, so we have this opening cold open action sequence where you don't really know what's going on and all these warring factions are flying up trying to steal this girl. And the girl falls from the sky. We go to the etching and then uh, the girl lands in this uh, farmhouse. Yes. Well, her her necklace is glowing. With the help of her necklace, right. she, she doesn't she, die. It's yes. like the D&D &D spell, Featherfall. There we go. Retired bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good spell. Siri retired bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, retired bit, uh, retired and bit. like Lil Patsu, who is a little mining boy. A little mining boy. Gets, he is literally got... the definition of a brave boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I just don't know what else to. Nice describe. little cat. He's, so he's cute. brave. He's yeah. cute and brave. He's got yeah. gogs. He's his, got a great attitude he, at all times. Mm -hmm. He's a real pause. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, uh, his dad took a tintype of a freaking castle in the sky yeah. one time so he's real interested in in that Laputa sure he wants, he wants to design he's signing an airplane he's making an airplane um he is like the kid you guys have seen book smart right yep. yes he just wants to fucking design airplanes oh. <laughs> books aren't so good I want to see it again I think it's I've seen it twice have we you saw it twice I think it's a good movie good times I saw it two times one two yeah it's so good the, the one that destroys me is when he says like Enough with the revivals. I mean, this generation deserves <laughs> original musical. I think he's really fucking good in that way. Ben is uh, leaving because he doesn't want books part spoilers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm sorry, Benny. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, my favorite character is uh, is the one where you're just like, what's the deal with this kid? And what's his fucking name? I don't remember his name. No. The kid from Santa Clarita Diet. Scala Gazzano. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, his name. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just hit, hit. Yeah, he's so, Everything such a he good does really amuses me. And that's one of those performances, too, where you're like, this could be a nightmare. This character should be right, a nightmare. Right, mm -hmm. right. The rich kid who's like, should I do this? Yeah. Like, should yeah. I do this? No, like, but also, in most actors' hands, I think they would uh, push it so far over the edge that the, he would just you be You could never redeem him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's a sweet boy, though. He's a sweet boy. Um, Everyone in Booksmart's sweet. Yeah, that's, no the, really that's the moral of Booksmart, right. is that everybody is a little sweetie, which is mm, not true, but right. nice nice to watch. But I think he just gets sick of it. Like, I mean, I talked about it in our Peregrine episode, like yeah. the one character who's like, I don't like you. And it's yeah. like, what's right. your problem? He's like, I gotta that's, be that's here. That's what I do in this movie. Right. It's the not thing like I you. Do. There's right. that character yeah. in Pacific Rim <laughs> Uprising. Yeah. And what's you're your like, problem? Right. There's I don't like you. There's no payoff. Yeah, yeah. And then, There's yeah, no maybe the most over. you're going right. to get out of him at the end is sort of like a, okay. Huh. Right, I that's guess, like, I guess right. you pulled it off in the end. <laughs> that's the thing with Booksmart is either that's going to be exactly what you like about it or exactly what you hate about it. Right. Because um, I saw it with ARP and he was like, there's no social structure. There's no hierarchy. And I was like, that's 
kind of what's nice about it. Yeah, see, I found that realistic because that's how my high school was. My high school was like that too. Yeah. But I know I went to a weirdo high school. Well, I didn't go to a weirdo high school. I went to a public high school in Iowa, but like everybody just hung out with everybody. And it wasn't even like a super small school, but I just thought like that kind of anarchy. Because I think a lot of times like there's like a weird cycle in teen movies Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, we have to be mean girls. Like we have to make our experience look like mean girls now because we saw that in a movie and that's what high school is like. But like I think high school can be much more of just like a primordial soup if you just let people be who they're going to be. I also think it's becoming more and more that way. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like because of the Internet. Yeah. People don't equalizer. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, well, this isn't everything. I can go home and then troll the libs. Uh, Thank so, God for trolling the lips. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. Patsu, Patsu, fine, okay, cute little, boy. He's a cute boy. Catches, he's, a, he's a good scamp. I mean, that's the thing I think we're talking about. Is catches like, a girl. A lot of these scamps have to be taught to be good. He's innately well, a good scamp. Well, he plays a trumpet for his town to wake them up, and he, it's so beautiful. He does do that, which it's is like great. And he keeps a bunch of he keeps a bunch of doves in a little house, and then he lets them go, and he lets the doves. Fly all over the valley, and the sun comes through the mountains, and it it, it casts its light upon the town while he plays the trumpet. And it's where is great, the lie? It's great, it's great quality of life. I mean, um, it's fantastic. But, I don't care if you're an orphan; you're well, doing great. Let me say two things about Patsu. Okay, you're doing no, amazing, um, sweet. You're doing amazing, Patsu. I want to say two things about Patsu. One, he gets it. He gets it. He really gets it. Yeah. Two, he can kind of get it. <laughs> He's a child. I'm saying in a he's world a where he's James Vanderbeek. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you think uh, Vandy could uh, get it in his, you know, in his prime? I have to say, that's a guy I never got it. You never got it with Vandy. I never got it. I, I mean, never I got the like people who thought he that he could get it. He registered as so old when I when that That's was on. He did. He, he did. looked like he was in his 30s. He and... also was on a show with Pacey, like Josh Jackson, yeah, no, who was just sort no... of like outclassed him in every category. And he didn't look like a film nerd. I'm sorry. Like, no, he looks like no. some kind of nerd. He looked like he a lacrosse look like a, yeah. fucking nerd. That's the thing. Is if the rest he had of looked his... like, what's his face, Seth Cohen, then like, sure, sure yeah, I'd be there. That's but... right. That's why the OC was so like unusual when it, it seems normal now, but right where it's like, this kid looks kind of like a dork. Yeah. Right. You know, he's hot. Like, yeah, yeah. they styled him right. Yeah. And he was just like awkward and hunched and over. He and sounds like a dork. He I mean, he's like got a, a dorky right. voice, which right. is what's you're, appealing about Like him. with yeah. Sakon, you were like, guys, it was that friend that you have. We are like, shut up. Just people can hear us talking about Magic the Gathering right now. And also <laughs> that like, he's, not cool. that Seth Cohen was actually Jewish, not like a Jewish acting guy whose name is like Johnson. Right. The 90s right. curse was like, they were right. like, he's Jewish, but like, he's yeah. coded Jewish. Yeah. Right. right. How everyone in I, Seinfeld is Jewish. I do like how we are evaluating every boy who ever was yes. as a means of talking about Patsu. Patsu. Number one. <laughs> he's a boy great. ranking. <laughs> Num- <laughs> best boy. Here's another thing with Vanderbilt. Patsu Vanderbeet. is best boy. <laughs> Varsity Blues. Yeah. Right? Plays football jock. He does. In uh, uh, Angus, a movie I love, he plays jock bully. In what? Angus? Angus. Have you never seen Angus? Have you never seen Angus? Have you never seen Angus? Oh my God. Have you seen Angus? Angus? Yeah. Angus is so good, David. I would rewatch Angus like now. I've never heard of this movie. David, you gotta see Angus. I mean, I'm seeing it's uh, got some kids here. It's got the Shermanator. It's got, I think, George C. Scott in his final performance. Of course. It's got Rita Moreno in it. Right. We love her. We stand. Kathy Bates, apparently. Uh, Uh, Apparently, the BBC helped produce it. Kathy Bates plays his mom. It feels very Degrassi. Yes. It's so good. 
Um, it's the plot of the film is Angus is a fat nerd who loves science, sure. and James Vanderbeek as a prank gets him elected prom king. Sure, sure. right. right. Mm-hmm. It's like she's all that, but for boys. Interesting. And he knows that he's going to have one dance with the prom queen, who is the beautiful girl yeah. who he's never had the courage to talk to. But the reason why Angus is so good is in the it's way got an amazing soundtrack. It writes that character. Good soundtrack. I'm looking at this soundtrack. And it's uh, what's Ash. Her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ween on the Angus soundtrack? Not seeing a Ween. There's um, I think there's a Weezer. Valeria Weezer. One of the greatest Weezer songs of all time really? is name on. It. Please name it. It's a great title. Um, uh, it is um, oh god, which one is it? It's got a great moog line. What is you gave you your love gave to your me love to? Yeah, uh huh. So right. good. That's I love right. it. What were you uh, gonna say? No, Angus, Angus fucking rules. And okay. it's, uh, what's her name? Ariana. Uh, Huffington. <laughs> no, what's her <laughs> name? Richards. Richards, who is uh, Lex, the From greatest Jurassic hacker Park. ever. Remember when she turned them lights on in the cyber system right. in Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Lex rules. That's like Lex. the one fucking teen movie, like pre five years ago. Uh-huh. That's about like a boy having a crush on an unattainable girl where he meets the girl. She's a person. Right. 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 Not like an angel or a devil. No, like that's the whole point of the movie. So he's like, oh, wait a second. You're a human being. You're not just someone on a yeah. pedestal. Sure. Um, Angus rules. Uh, that's her next miniseries. <laughs> just Angus? Angus for 10 weeks in a row. Let's get back to the okay, doves back to boys. in Thank the you. valley. Um, the you. doves flying through the valley and they eat eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sheeta wakes up and they eat some eggs and it looks really nice. Um, the eggs are great. Yeah. There's multiple egg scenes in this yeah. movie because there's also, yeah. Taste, toast and eggs. The toast and eggs the where they pull the egg cave off. Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. Night eggs, cave eggs, Ben. I'm into that. All right. <laughs> I love a damp egg. <laughs> I mean, eggs are uh, a crucial part of, I know you yeah. hate eggs. You yeah. gotta have an egg. But I mean, they are a crucial part of Miyazaki. I was gonna say, this remains my biggest hurdle to cross with Miyazaki films is how much I have to watch lovingly animated <laughs> egg eating. Yeah. It's nice. Um, so then very shortly after that, the, the pirates show up again and yes. They, yes, they do. yeah, they show up at the door. The, they and, show up, you got the yeah. guy in the white suit, you know, uh, and they, they sneak her out. They sneak yeah. uh, her out in a uh, boy clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they run away to the town. And then you got the, the town stuff and the, you got the fucking railroad. See, chase. Yeah. at this point, where they destroy the so much oh. infrastructure. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they destroy an entire track that like is probably the only they're only connected to the outside world. <laughs> right. um, what were you going to say? Greg? No, at this point in the movie, my worry mm. is like, oh, is this now going to be a movie of 90 minutes of them running away from people on land? Oh, uh, sure, sure. Before you get to the castle in the sky. And I was so excited by how quickly they're like, no, going back up into the sky. I mean, it's yeah. about the sky. I was like, oh, it's well, going to be first down you got to go down, down on, well, under. Yeah. First they fall yeah. into that mine. Yeah. With- they get- Uncle Pom. Uncle, wait, is it Grandpa Pom or Uncle Pom? Uncle Pom. Uncle Pom. The local eccentric Uncle Pom. He knows how to talk to rocks. He knows how to listen Who's to rocks? rocks. I've been talking to rocks all my life. Actually, that's what that should have been the opening. <laughs> I've, been, I've been talking to podcasts all my life. I've been talking to podcasts I've been podcasting with rocks all my life. Because yeah. Uncle Pom does have a podcast network down. Yeah. That, no is, that is established. Yeah. What does he say? They say? Does he say the rocks are trembling or something? I don't know. But yeah. yeah or he says they're like, yeah, I think he says trembling. Yeah. I can try and find it. They're restless. So the rocks are restless. He's like the one true rock ally because he's <laughs> the one man who's willing to step off his pedestal of privilege and listen to rocks. Yeah. 
Listen to the rocks. You gotta listen to the rocks. Uh, yeah, can't find this trembling line, but uh, he is cool. Yeah, rolls, and, and they they blow out the candle, and then they see all the they see all the, the glowing rocks. They eat the yucky eggs. But the other thing is that Uncle Tom <laughs> is the one guy. It's so much egg porn. <laughs> he loves eggs. I hate eggs. He loves eggs. Really? Yeah. He hates it. Nothing eggs. grosses me out more than you egg. should watch the Bon Appetit video of like thirty two ways to cook an egg. It might turn you around on eggs, or it might tr- put you off of them forever. Either or. Yeah, that that, so that seems like shock therapy. Or I, I can watch it. Yeah. When people talk about, um, he eats so much eggs in the video. How <laughs> much sort of like incredibly sort of like emotional, profound, upsetting imagery there is in um, Roma. I was yeah. like, oh, you mean that unbroken take of the woman preparing it? That was the moment on screen where I was like, I turned TC14, I was like, cover my eyes, cover my eyes. I can't, I can't fucking watch this. Why isn't he cutting? Why am I looking at this? She picked up her tea tray and put it over your eyes. I hate everything about eggs. That's so uh, I crazy. love eggs. That's I love, insane. I think I love everything about Ugh. eggs. Ugh. One Ugh. of my favorite foods. Eggs. And then they go in so many other things they I like. They go so well. I've been eating, I've been eating just um, eggs on noodles, just like, I'll do a Sounds sunny great. a sunny side up egg and I'll plop it on a hot bed of noodles like like soma noodles and then it cooks the rest of the the egg mm-hmm. and when I stir it oh it's so good sounds great I live in a neighborhood now with a lot of very good Japanese restaurants yes you do and a lot of very authentic Japanese restaurants yes you do where the menus don't hold your hands right and where I would read the four word description of an item and go that sounds like what I want to eat sure and then it would come out with an egg on it. With an egg in it, with an egg spread about, distributed. <laughs> oh my God. And I just have to like fucking spoon around. Yeah, tough to avoid an egg once yeah. it's in there, especially in a broth. I now know yeah. which places I can go to and which items I we can You could probably order. say like no egg. Yeah, you can ask no egg. They'll, they'll, they'll not do an egg. They'll think my, you're crazy because yeah, an they, egg is the best part right, of the ramen or whatever it time. is you're eating. I eat that a lot of great. ramen uh, without egg. But the other thing is sometimes I don't, I think I go like, oh, this doesn't sound like it would have an egg in it. Like I'm not getting a ramen. I'm getting like a meat dish. And then it turns out to be. Put an egg on it, man. Put an egg on it. You know, like a pork chop and then you just put an egg on it like Vietnamese. Yeah, I love that. Well, can I talk about the other thing that's going to come up later in this miniseries? I don't like ham. 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 You, I mean, Ponyo might turn you around on ham. Oh. Like the National Ham Council should fucking buy well, Ponyo so as its mascot. That Ponyo this is ham. jumping Ponyo ahead slightly, ham. but like Dola love ham too. Mm-hmm. You know what? She's got what that- else they have in common? Red hair. Ponyo is Red. Dola grown up. It takes place all in one universe. Um, you know, because Uncle Pum also kind of looks like the guy from Spirited Away who runs the engine. It's got the same sort of weak, crazy, tufty mm. mustache. The, the, the dad. No, yeah. Dola's husband. The yes, little guy yes, who yes. works in the... Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, You know, he borrows. Yeah. There's, um, there, there's, there's a lot of prototypes for later later characters. But yes, yeah, so Dola, there's that scene where Dola's like eating a whole <laughs> hand. Like she's just sort of tearing it off. bits about. Yeah. yeah. It's See, I like other, like I like other preparation of pork. But something about like ham. Well, I don't like ham. ham. I yeah. like ham I like is pork. never my top choice. I mean, I love no. going ham. You know, I go her as a motherfucker for anything other than ham or egg <laughs> or egg. I like just the ham and color. eggs is my nightmare. Like if someone like for breakfast goes like one order yeah. ham and eggs, please. I burn the place down. Uh, I don't mind like really good ham. It's sort of like 
white wine like a, where you're like, oh, I see that this is this like is an good aged ham. Yeah, you know, like but like, like Virginia like ham, but like right, just the sort of ham, the, the slimy ham you yeah. pull out say. of like the uh, you no, know no 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 like water waterlogged ham. I don't love the consistency. It just it's looks like fucking like, like a rubber insole. I don't really insole, like a, a honey baked ham, ham either. Yeah. It's yeah. so salty and sweet. It just feels like you're eating like. It's very, it's very one flavor. You really yeah. need to like put some shit on it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, I assume you also don't like like a baked ham, like no. a big baked ham. No. I mean, this is also very not Jewish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ham is, you know, no good. Very true. Yeah. Very Great. true. Well, I guess I but hide you like behind bacon. that. I love bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Put it on screen. Yeah. I didn't eat bacon until like maybe six or seven years ago. That's wild. I was like ham. It's ham adjacent. Wow. Too much like ham. Would you consider it hamaging? I find it a little <laughs> hamaging. Uh, I eat so much bacon now because of that that fucking stat where it's like, oh, each strip of bacon takes whatever seconds off of your life. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I didn't eat it for like 24 years. I can go hog wild now. You Literally. Know, you can go ham. I can go ham. Okay. Guys. So. Sorry. Uh, just love the Uncle Palm stuff. Love yeah. all the minds. Yeah. He's a beautiful, very if evocative. They get sensitive rock man. Basically, as soon as they get out is when they get caught right by the army yes by the colonel and, yeah they get kidnapped and the colonel um, tries to sort of well actually her uh, <laughs> like yeah come on well what? uncle palm also reveals that her her ambulance her uh, you know, yeah. right is he recognizes crystal he sees is, is right. that when she tells him like i have a secret family name yes that okay her, her yeah. actual name is lucita yeah yeah and uh I mean, they're obsessed with that thing. They yeah. love but it. Then yes, then he well actually, sir. All right, what were you gonna say? What, about what is he thing? well actually? Everything. He's like, look, you don't understand this. We're the good guys. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Help. Right. Yes. And he shows her the the first robot, right, with the little <sighs> arms cut off. Yes, we meet finally the main character of the story. Mm. <laughs> my favorite little guy. <laughs> I mean, this is my favorite. Well, no, I love Mossbot more, but I love yeah. like kind of broken bot, like trying oh. to figure out what to do and yeah. shooting lasers. And he's lasers. scary and he doesn't understand that he's scary and she's yeah. so freaked out of him and then she realizes that he's trying to help her right. escape. It's so nice. They look great. But it is scary. It is scary. This well, whole that's sequence great- is pretty frightening. Yeah, the, that's the great thing about the... Um, about the design of the robot is that it can turn from being menacing to like adorable right. on it, like from one shot to the next. Do you know so what I'm going to say? No. I mean, this Iron reminds Giant. me of, yeah. yeah. Iron Giant, of Definitely. course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. oh, Brad Birdie. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Like it feels like he was drawn. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. interesting that this rubbit has even less of a face. Yeah. Yes. That he's got sort of the couple of asymmetrical eyes. He's got the asymmetrical eyes, eyes which rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's so cute. I love him he's, so much. He is, he is a chunky boy. He's so chunky. He's chunky. Uh he he thick. He's a metal chongus. Uh yes, he is. He yeah. wide. I love that thing too, where his arms you think they're turning into blades and they're little wings. Yeah. The little yeah. wings. He's little, got those sort of spines. Grow little yeah, 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 webbing in the, between yeah. them. And it's I love that cool the arms go all the way to his feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the, 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 an underrated design design decision to <laughs> make him look kind arms. of cute. Yeah, right, right. Like sort of lanky, weird arms. Yeah. Have you guys Here he seen... Oh, what a good guy. Oh, he's so good looking. <laughs> Have you guys seen... It's not the last Akashi Miike film because it was like two years ago and he's probably made five more right. in the meantime. He, he's made, he just made one in the... You're saying that sentence. The, yeah. Right. <laughs> the one about the the like immortal uh, guy who can... Like he just keeps... Uh, he keeps 
like I mean, fusing this... himself back together after every time he gets hit. Like, what was it called? Blade of the Immortal. That's no. what it's called. Oh, I actually, no, but I actually want to watch that one. That's, it's I pretty like good. It's pretty great. That's the last great. one that made it overseas. And he's yeah. got like, he's got scars everywhere, yeah, right? Because yeah. he's always just putting himself back Cause together. Because he drank a potion that has worms in it that that pulls <laughs> your body back together. Like it mends your body. And oh, there, I boy. saw it in a can. And I saw, so and I saw it was like a midnight show or something of it. And I swear to God, like, the, like there's the most amazing cut in it. And then I realized, like, maybe it was taken from Castle in the Sky, where his hand is severed and it's like lying over there, and he's on the ground. And then it's the first time you see the thing happen, and you see the little worms come out and then go, <laughs> and the audience lost it. Wow, they all good. just screamed. It was so great. fun. Uh, but yeah, that's totally what happens to our robot friend. He 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 pulls the little wires in his arm can find find each other and pull themselves back together. He's just the best. Like He's cool. let's yeah, let's give him credit. Yeah, well, let's give him. Yeah. Credit. <laughs> He's cool. I think we're standing a legend. Yeah, right? yeah, we, absolutely. We properly stand this legend. He goes beat bomb. Uh, he just always looks like he's going like. Yeah, you know, David's like, like, like I'm trying to like widen one. He's eye. closing one eye and tilting his head. He's got kind of like, a, yeah. yeah, like he's looking at you askance. Yeah, right. Well, he's also got that Godzilla energy where it's like you don't really believe him as being like evil, but as soon as he's provoked, then he just burns everything. Right. He 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 right. atomic breaths everything to shit, and so then you're like, just, why are you doing so this? Powerful. I love you. <laughs> he's got so much destructive force within him. Yeah, yeah. And she has to like throw her body over his face so that he won't he won't shoot anything because right, he won't shoot her. Yeah, because she's like bound to her as be- because she's uh, this ancestor. She's world. Yeah, um, and it's such a good escape sequence. It's so exciting. They like the whole fort that they're in is burning because the the robot is just tearing it to shreds. And right. then uh, Pazu and the ro- and the and the pirates come in rescue her and it's very daring and wonderful I love the colonel trying to buy off Pazu though when he's oh right with like the three coins right he's like come on kid take the coins leave he's got a somewhat um, patronizing view of life in the mines I think he's like this is all you would need this will tide you over right Mm -hmm. right you don't care about other people you care about money right right yeah um and uh, then he he threatens to kill him doesn't he Yeah. yeah yeah um but now we get to mama and her large adult sky pirates. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like when this movie clicks into like a whole other gear for me. <laughs> the best I, gear for right. me. He, yeah, he comes home and then they're waiting there for him. And that's right, when the right. ham meeting happens also. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> they got a ham. They go ham. But I do, I love this thing that's not like, oh, secretly we were the good guys. Right. It's mm-hmm. just like, no, we're just not the bad guys. Yeah. We're still kind of scumbags. We just want treasure. We just like, want treasure. Of course. Right. Who doesn't? We're going to like pirates, take advantage of too. shit. That's we're pirates. Job. They are pirates. But we're not the villains here. Right. They, they yeah. are, as you say, they're sort of maybe chaotic neutral. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They have right. a moral code. They do have a moral code, which would make them chaotic. In my opinion, in the D&D alignments. I guess they're chaotic good. I think if you're chaotic good, it means that you, you actively want to do good. You just don't want to do it within the rules. Mm. Right. Chaotic yeah. neutral is more like, you know what? I'm out for me and like I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to hurt people exactly, but like I'm kind of just in it for myself. Yeah. So I think they're probably chaotic good because they have like they well, bec- they certainly become chaotic good. Well, right? and they like, like they're loyal to their family yeah, and yeah, yeah. they have like a they have they have an ethics. Yeah. We shall say. And they're like we're going to protect this girl, she needs protection, but also this is a, a really clear pathway for us to not have to peel potatoes yes. anymore. 
which I love. That their priority <laughs> right. is just like, this is going to be incredible. No more potato peeling. Yeah. Chaotic good, you really just need to follow your conscience, I guess. Like, yeah. that's sort of the core yeah. thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think. Like, Han Solo time. is your classic. Yes. Know, right. It starts out chaotic neutral, becomes chaotic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. They, uh, well, yeah. And she, she scolds him. Dola scolds positive because she's like, why did you leave her alone? Like, so it's like very, like, there is a, there is a way to behave according to her. Right. Um, Oh, and also that she recognizes, like, I get this. I was a young girl. I remember what it was like. And tries to tell her sons, like, I understand her. Just trust me and listen to me. And they're like, wait a second. She's going to turn into mom? (laughs) Like, (laughs) the only way they understand women is through their mother. Right. But they never get over that. They're like, so how many years left until, like... (laughs) She becomes mom. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, our mom or... They're just fascinated. Yeah. Right. Also, I mean... Like he's a mean Richie, and you got to take down the mean Richie. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Know, that, that's important. Yeah, yeah. He's a mean Richie. These are our values. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. While while she does with the with the mean Richies, he's with the fun pirates, and then yeah. they all and then they all go into the sky and go to find. Oh yeah, because because this crystal becomes a compass yes, that will point pointing. to. It's got a light. Yeah, and she loses it at one point. She, right. she, so she doesn't have it anymore. But she remembers where the castle is or where where it was pointing. And then they all, they all head there. But the best thing about this movie is that it lets the kids be on the castle for a while by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, with just like yeah, quiet. Well, before we get to that robots. though, there's yeah. a thing called an ornicopter, which I don't think is named in the movie. But when I looked it up, it's called the ornicopter. Are those the dragonfly? Sort of oh well, no, no, those guys are great. Okay, um, yeah, that's one of the best vehicles ever in a fictional um, world. I yeah, think. they roll, and I love that they Born can like sort of centipede together into yeah. a chain. Yeah. You mean, do you mean this thing? Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That thing's no? cool, though. No, it's the it's the it's the like it's the tandem glider that oh, pops yeah, up at wings. the top right. of the um, of the pirate ship that like lets them fly up above the clouds. Yeah, I'm trying to find. You know what? Maybe it's called something else. I don't remember. No. It totally looks like... I, I looked it up and I'm not finding images. Do you mean this thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, interesting. I love that thing. It's, it's so great. It's sort of like the basket from a hot air balloon with, yeah, right, with, but with wings. wings. Yeah. Cool. It's very cool. Um, And they... Yeah, so they're flying up in that and they fly through a storm. They fly through like basically a hurricane. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, cool. Just look at cool it. Cool shit. Okay, so here's another influence I saw immediately. Once you actually see the castle in the sky, and especially once it's like crumbling and all the roots are visible underneath. Yeah. Very, very floating mountains of Pandora. Sure, 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 oh. sure. Yeah, definitely. Is that an Avatar thing? Yeah. yeah. I feel like Avatar's driven a lot. Have you never seen Avatar? I've never seen Avatar. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You'd love it. Um, tar. You should come on and talk Tar with us. <laughs> talking tar. We ha- love talking tar. The Hallelujah Mountains. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. doesn't so it? So fucking cool. But even like compositionally and the coloring and it's very uh, it's very similar. Yeah. Right. Um, they are also based on a real thing. Uh, the Flying Mountains of Pandora? Yeah. Yeah, they're also based off of uh, several Rush album covers. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like all of Avatar's visual design. Because like people now flock to them. The, the, the Hong Shan... Huangshan Mountains. Okay. Uh, which kind of look like that and are amazing. I mean, obviously, they're not actually floating. Well, there are the actual floating mountains in Walt Disney World, right. Orlando, Florida. Um, but, you know, they, they're like these weird, like, blocky oh, outcropping weird. mountains. Mm, okay. that are, and I guess James Cameron was just like, 
the fog just they remove love. the under. Right. Sure, mm. sure. Um, uh, Joanna's been there. She says they're cool. I believe cool. it. Oh, retired bit. Um, there's a really good moment before they get to the. Um, do you really? Are you really still thinking that every single time he talks about Joanna? I I kind of am. <laughs> he just he just programs himself. That's you know? the problem. It's really hard for me to unprogram myself. It's not like I'm feeling like, the feelings. There's the time if that makes sense that we I, were together. Just... <laughs> it was just you and me. Yes. we were sitting waiting for Detective Pikachu to begin. Retired bed. <laughs> and um, it was like an empty theater, and uh-huh. Henry Jackman's excellent score was playing on a loop. And it Beautiful was great. score. Um, and I mentioned my girlfriend at one point. Uh-huh. And uh, you don't, you can say that as a regular person. I'm biting my lip. But then I also mentioned growing up in England. What? <laughs> that and, came out of nowhere. <laughs> and Griffin, I'm stunned. Griffin looked at me and went like. For a second, said nothing, and then went like, but how did you? And I was just like, really? There's nobody here. There's nobody here. It's just the two of us. So you just sort of You don't want to get out of practice, though. Exactly. If you let one slip, then, you know, <laughs> right. they might slip in the future when you're actually on air. I mean, yeah. And I sort of train myself how to do things like a Pavlovian dog. <laughs> well, and this applies for the, an actor. Yeah. the important things in my life. I mean, for, for work and whatever, but also just like remembering to brush my teeth and shit. <laughs> And if I just commit to a thing like this, it's very hard for me to stop doing it. Well, don't stop brushing your teeth. That's I won't. Great. Brush That's those a, teeth. Doing it a ton. It's a good thing to remember to do. Okay, I'm getting us back on track. Okay, Please. they go through the storm. You yeah. guys skipped over this. Yes, yes the storm it's wonderful cool. oh, yes. once they get to the, castle, to, the, to the castle. But the storm is a really cool sequence. The lightning looks like dragons and snakes mm-hmm. that's trying to bite them. Also, <laughs> good call. He sees, he sees his dad. Right, and I get goosebumps. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's like the most classic. I was thinking this while I was watching it, and I was like, "This movie is so basic, like in a good way. I mean that in a good way. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it's, it's just simple. like a big yeah. story about an adventure." When did you first see this movie, Emily? Mm, I think I would like. Been... Was it your first Miyazaki? No, my no. first Miyazaki was Totoro. Sure. Um, I had, and I watched it many, many times. A, a friend of my mom's in Japan sent it to me, recorded off of Japanese television. Sure. So it came with commercials and Hell no yeah. subtitles. Yeah. Uh, I watched that. I wore that tape down. Um, and then I, I'm trying to think what my second one was. This was probably pretty early. Cause I think I saw the trailer for this when they were first going to bring it to the States. Around Mononoke time. Yeah. yeah. And I think. I think I must have seen it after Mononoke because I remember seeing this and being like, I want to see that right now. This looks right. like the best. And then having to wait. And I think maybe I saw it. Um, I had I later had a Japanese teacher who had bootlegs of like everything and she would lend them to me because I was really cool. That's cool. Um, no, that is cool. <laughs> I remember those days when yeah. like getting to see a movie was kind of hard maybe yeah. Yeah. and it would be so weird and special. Yeah. yeah. Um, when there were so many things too where you're like, I might never ever be possible to watch this thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I must have seen it in high, like early high school, like maybe my sophomore year of high school or something like that. Sure. Um, that probably makes sense. But um, I mean, this is the only one. No, it's not the only. It's the first one I owned on DVD, I think. Um, I got it as soon as it was available on DVD. I, I remember that was like a thing where I knew the date and I went out to go get it. Um, and so I've just watched it a bunch because I had it. Castle in the Sky. 
gas in the sky. But yeah, the storm's cool. The big cloud. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, the storm is also like, this is the power of Miyazaki's uh, use of silence. Right. Is that when something like this happens, that is very loud, it has more impact. Right. Because you've had these sort of pastoral... Right. Yeah. Sort of scenic. I mean, he's so good to it, even in the silent sequences that you hear like the wind or yeah. you hear birds or you hear these sort of faint yeah. sort of environmental sounds in the background. But then when you get to a sequence like this where it's like totally chaotic, it, mm-hmm. it actually upsets you. Right? Yeah. Because uh, no, yeah, 100%. he's not rather than score. being a movie that's like loud and in right. your face the whole freaking time. Right. right. I think one of the best, like one of my best or my favorite moments that's not like a character moment or something in any Miyazaki film is when the little flyer thing pops out of mm. the storm. I was thinking this while I was watching it last night. That movement is like something that's like imprinted in my brain. Just the way it kind of like goes and then kind of kind of goes like veers to the side a little bit and goes down. And like he, I, I don't know, he, I, I remember it's not for this movie, but I think it's for Spirited Away or something where he's like teaching his animators how to do something like, I think it's they're they're animating the dragon in Spirited Away when it's when it's been wounded and it's flopping around and he um I forget what he shows them. Maybe he's like having them play with a dog or something like that. But it's one of these things where the movement is just like so perfect and like has character somehow, right. even though it's like an inan- inanimate object just like flying through the sky. It's so nice. Uh yeah, I love that. And like just that kind of they they do it when they go into the storm and then out. It's just like like everything, like the entire color palette changes. Everything you go into one world and then you pop out on the other side, and it's great. It's so fun. I love it. I love that too. I'm a sucker for any uh, scene with a palette change. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like the fucking red room in Last Jedi, and sure. this getting all blue. Anything where it's just like for this sequence because of this environment or whatever's mm-hmm. going on environmentally, everything's going to be like one color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And something animation can do better than anything. Yeah. 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 And it feels like the real, like, it's like the spiritual climax of the movie. Because, you know, obviously all they have to do is get through the storm. It's not as complicated as the whole battle where the the island's falling apart and everything. But it's just like, but this is like what they want. Like this, the the story that they think they're in for, which is just like, we just want to get to this castle and I want to see this thing that my dad saw. Like this is the build up to that. So it just feels like this thing. It's like pushing through until you get to the end or something. Uh, And the lightning's going through their hair and everything. There's also something once they get to this like actively trying to find the castle in the sky uh you're like it would be really hard to like find it like it's not like trying to find a thing on land or in the sea sky's really big sky big clouds cover a lot of it cloud thick cloud thick and it high and it's high (laughs) it's the kind of fucking insight that people come to this podcast for sort of diamond cut What is the appeal of Miyazaki movies in the end? Sky I thought big. you were going to say, what is the appeal of Blank Check high. in the end? Yeah. Blank go high, higher yeah. than me. Yeah, Sky Big Blank go high. <laughs> me go low. Blank go way high. Can I just make that the description for this episode? Yes, okay, great. great. <laughs> it's sponsored by. Yeah. It's sponsored by. The Sky. This is another movie about Ooh. the sky. This is a movie about the sky. And the okay. there's, but there's so many good wind, like not just sky scenes, but like wind scenes mm-hmm. in Miyazaki. Like, I, I, I he's so plane obsessed. Well, he's plane obsessed. He's also, I mean, the, the studio obsessed. is sure. literally named after a kind of wind. Hell yeah! Is it really? Like, yeah, it's like know. a Saharan yeah. wind. Um, because they wanted to be like the winds of change in the uh-huh. animation landscape. Uh-huh. Blown through. Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, you folks see that they like fully announced that the theme park is happening? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Now, I don't know about this. They're Listen. opening a, a Miyazaki Studio Ghibli theme park. A Ghibli world. Yes. <clears throat> Where? Um, Tokyo. It's in, is it in Tokyo proper? Because I feel like there's a thing where in Japan, the theme parks are all spread out. Sure. Uh, well, it might be like like, out, like an hour outside of. Yeah. Tokyo. I mean, so the Ghibli Park and Museum is like about, it takes about an hour to get there okay. outside Tokyo. Is it cool? It is wonderful. Oh, yeah. It is great. There is one of our good boys on top of the museum. You Mossy Rabbit? A, yeah. Mossy Rabbit lives on the oh. top of it. You can get a picture taken. I have a picture of me with it somewhere. Um, and he just lives up there and I think there is actual moss like growing on him. Uh, everything is just like, it's, it's like the, a Disneyland level of like detail, detail and design right. in every corner. I'm trying to think of what, like, I mean, they have the big cat bus, which is probably the thing that gets photographed the most there. Cause it's always just like crawling with adorable Japanese children. But it moves um, or is it? No, like it's just a, a big stuffed thing, yeah. but you can like crawl it. It's like soft and furry mm-hmm. and it's just like kids will just crawl all over it. Um, I mean, it's not like a theme park, though. It's, it's, they have right. a lot of, they have, um, they'll do different exhibits of like cells and artwork and stuff from some of the movies. I can't remember what was there when I went. I, it's been a long time since I was there. But, but now they're building the actual theme park. With yeah. Rides yeah. And, it yeah. is not in Tokyo. Where right. See, that's what I thought. Cause like Universal Studios isn't in Tokyo, it's in like Osaka. Sure. Disney, this- Disneyland Tokyo is like in Tokyo proper, but they're all like spread out. So when it's people. near take- Nagoya. In some place called Nagakute. Oh, Nagoya? Nagoya is okay. the, the big city nearby. It's yeah. like four hours from Tokyo. Yeah. I don't know. When's don't it opening? 2022. Can we put it on the books? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Okay. When are you guys going to Star Wars land? I'd love to go to that thing. I have I have no idea of the logistics yeah. of attending it. Also, we should just wait have for to have it like to like be a million dollars. Yeah. I think we just have to wait <laughs> for the second ride to open. Right. I feel like we can do it by like the end of this year, beginning of next year. Yeah, sometime next year. I right, honestly yeah. think as soon as they announce when the second ride's going to be open, I will take the initiative to figure out how to do it in yeah. the most cost-effective way for us to go record it. The only thing, because you can just go, right? I, I'm so confused by how it all works. Because I know there were like there was like a line and a but that was only for the very initial bookings, right? Like where you mm-hmm. needed like you had like a time window, right? And you could only get the window if you had a reservation at one of the hotels. Right. But like that was that was only for the first few weeks for like the super freaks, right? Yeah, and they're changing to a different system now, which okay. has been explained on my favorite podcast, The Ride, <laughs> but I don't remember what the new system is. Okay. But they're going to keep on evolving it as demand sort of, you sure. know. I mean, it's never going to be uh I think uh uh chill. No, sure. No, it's going to be, be incredibly popular, popular for a decade. Right, right, right. Um, but there are things now. Here's another thing. Like right now, because uh, there's only one ride open, things like the cantina have like a three-hour wait because there aren't enough things oh to God. distribute I lines across. I just don't across. understand yeah. these things. I, I don't like waiting. For, see, I love theme parks. I don't like waiting for things. No, no I hate waiting. Why would you yeah. like waiting? No, who who likes that? Some people get the weird perver- or I guess tolerate it more than I sure, do. I, I don't tolerate right. it. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I was such a like when I lived in LA last and I worked for a company that was owned by Disney and so I had the silver pass and I just delighted in going like after work yeah. like zipping down to Anaheim and like going on some rides that like just checking the fast pass thing and being like, Oh, I can just like zip through the line right now and go on Indiana Jones or whatever. Well, <laughs> so, how much does that cost? Cause my thing is like, I'm like, what does it cost? I'll pay it. I don't care. Like that's always yeah. my thing with these things. Like inconvenience is what I want to avoid. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's I, worth I it. always do that too. Right. Yeah. So like, what does the fucking suck my dick pass cost? Hey, right? <laughs> sorry. Language. Sorry. DC 14. pass. 
Yeah. <laughs> right this way, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I always have her with a tea tray. Oh, my God. If TC14 were, I mean, she's not there now. I would have heard about it by now. Apparently, there's a lot of Watto. Sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's like a Toydarian toy Do shop. Do they talk? Or does he just go like, <laughs> I don't I don't think for the listener at home, Emily did something wonderful. <laughs> I can't really describe it. I don't it. think there is she like just kind a of Watto. around like Watto. It's like a character at the theme park. Yes. I don't think there is like a Watto, but I think there's a lot of there like, touches of She Watto. just goes right. <laughs> Emily's making a haggle motion. Uh there's a toy shop which is owned by a Toydarian relative of Watto. Sure. And I think there are a lot of little like, okay, sort of, okay. like nods to Watto around the place. <laughs> Watto's ghost. A towel. Right. But like that Otow. character, that character, Otow. they're Otow. like, uh, they're, they're on vacation. The, now the store is just being run by the human employees. There's another store run by a hammerhead alien. Cool. Where there is mm. a fucking animatronic hammerhead alien like sitting in the corner of the oh shop. Oh my God. Making sure you're not stealing shit. Yeah. Oh. I want to go. I want to go. It's like as someone has no interest in theme parks, them being like, it looks like it's got like cantinas and shit. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yes, yes. (laughs) What what costs? And like the bathrooms are themed. Sure. Of course. Love it. Like when you read about like the food shit, it sounds unbelievable. Right. Like how much thought they've put into it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, the blue milk is not a dairy product. It's got, it better be soy or almond or something. I've heard it's very surprising. Oat milk? I've heard it's very surprising. Is that an oaty milk? Is it bananas? I don't know. Because <laughs> Emily, you don't like dairy. I don't. But so if maybe I could have a, blue if, milk. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 actually a little bit there. I actually at this point know all the things that I can eat in, in Disney parks. That's that, but like that the Star Wars menu is like there's like a lot of like uh, uh, sort of vegan gluten free options. Better be yeah. Right. We're in space. Yeah. Like there's no milk in space. <laughs> They go to the castle in the sky, and there's cool robots on it. The robots have moss on yeah. their shoulders. Can we talk about that? Please? And those Thank little you. fox creatures, what are they called? Oh, they're fucking cool. They're is what like they are. the same from Nausicaa, too, yeah? Aren't they the same? Little yellow foxes. Or very, very similar to the little guy that she has. In- yes. Yeah. They're little Pokemon types. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. They look kind of like Eevees. Yeah, they're, yeah. they are little Eevees. Mm-hmm. Stripey Eevees. They are, according to the Miyazaki wiki, the same. Wow. Yeah. They are the same as Taito, who's the, the fox yeah. in yeah. Nausicaa. Um, yeah. I do like that there's like a bestiary, a Miyazaki bestiary that carries oh. over from different. Oh, oh they're so guys. good looking. Yeah, they're very oh. handsome. They got little like emerald eyes. They are very Pokemon though, yeah, right? Like totally. yeah, pre-Pokemon. Like it looks like a little Eevee. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah, there's that those guys and the like soot sprites show up in a couple different movies. There's like a, there there's some carryover. Sure. Um. But yeah, uh, that that part, yeah, that part is like the best. It, it, it is kind of the best part of the movie. Them yeah. getting there, just so quiet. There's another. There's yeah. a, another thing in this uh, article I read where it's like uh, it, some journalist was like, I guess a Japanese journalist, like when the film came out, was like, why didn't they kiss when they landed on the when they landed on the ca- and the castle? And he's like, he's like, I think his response was, Hollywood has poisoned your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he says that when he's like ordering breakfast. Yeah. To be fair, um, but yeah, I mean, but I, I do like, I, I think, I think it's nice that it's like they, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's not a non-romantic 
relationship, but it's like a kid's romantic right. relationship. Kids it's like when you have a boyfriend when you're yeah. in, in yeah. elementary school or whatever. Yes. Yes. And like when they when it is when they hit that beat, they just laugh. And it's the most joyous thing in the world. Like, they're just really happy to be there. I love that you can see the sky from the castle in the sky. Yeah. Right. As he was so excited, he said, look, the sky. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've had a lot of sky the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> That's not um, the main draw here for me. But they wander around. Mm-hmm. They see that, the like, pots. they're still scared of the robots, I guess. And then they realize, like, oh, here, like, all they do is is garden. They're gardening bots. They just maintain the landscape. Oh, and that beautiful thing where they think he's going to throw out the ship. And right. instead, he's yeah, like, he's fixing sure. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, something. yeah. He's making sure the eggs aren't hurt. Ah! It's the only kind of egg I like. <laughs> An unhurt egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Your opinion on eggs is never hurt them. Never yeah. hurt them. <laughs> yeah. That's, Keep them that's why. Yeah. Um, God, they're just such. Uh, just a kind robot. Like then, I love golems yeah. of any yes. in any form. Basically. And he goes beep boom, and then she's like, "I think he wants us to follow." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, of course." <laughs> that's that's what that means. And just that fantasy when you're a kid of like, what if I found a place that was only for kids yeah. or whatever, and we yeah. got to explore it ourselves? It's yeah. Atlantis, though, too, right? Sure. I mean, that's yeah. it's obvious. any lost yeah. right, right sort guys, of guys. The water city. I'm so, so glad about. you yeah. said. The word Atlantis. You know what other movie I was into about the time that I was into this Atlantis movie? Atlantis Empire? Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> Which I think they openly acknowledge. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Much, were, much were, like, uh, what was it? What's Nadia Great Mouse the Detective Blue. is openly inspired by the Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, this one. It was also, um, Atlantis was also inspired by, I think, a kind of semi-contemporary movie with this, which was a um, Hideaki Anno film, Nadia, The Secret of the Blue Water. Ooh. Which is... Good. Yeah. I think the last thing that he did before Evangelion. That was, um, that's like an early 90s anime. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say uh, Atlantis was influenced by Atlantis being real. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Is cool. this one of your pet causes? <laughs> oh, cool. Plato has a writing. There's a real Plato passage you can read, oh, read. about him visiting Atlantis. I did. I did an independent research prog- uh, project on Atlantis when I was twelve. Wait, yeah, we're like the biggest Atlantis here. super yeah. fans in I the world. It's, like, it's like Plato having a dialogue about Atlantis. Y'all fuck with Moo, Lost Continent of Moo. No, I, I have gone down like a Wikipedia hole about the Lost. Tell me about Moo. All right, Moo is like Japanese Atlantis. Right. What? <clears throat> I feel like so many cultures have that. Myth mm-hmm. of the right, the lost world. Cagliostro right. kind of has the Atlantis thing too. It's like the Roman city. It does. Yeah, it yeah, does have the crazy right. Roman city. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the land of Mu. <laughs> is it a water? Is it a water city? Uh, well, it's like a water. It's like a continent. It's like a big old, you know, like that was be, just off the coast, okay. yeah. you know, in the like Pacific a, Ocean, right? right? Yeah. Like it's, it's P- Pacificus, Pacificus. <laughs> space, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we went down the Mu rabbit hole on Night Call because sure of, did. because of Mu. Fuck. On the ancient Mew. The ancient Mew. We 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 stand. Yeah, we stand the ancient Mew. <laughs> Have uh, you seen that that fucking interview where Bill Nye keeps saying the ancient Mew in like reverential? He tone? loves it. <laughs> no, it's so that's good. He's like, I've really gotten into Pokemon, and the, you know this character, the ancient, ancient Mew. Mew. <laughs> the ancient Mew just says it so perfectly. Um. Oh, that's great. What a great movie that was. Um. Uh, 
Le- but yeah, uh, so there's this. Yeah, the, they they take it. They have a nice little interlude there before the grown ups show up, which I and love. Because then when the grown ups come, they they yeah. start fucking everything up and yeah. stealing all the treasure. And- yeah, it gets much more madcap then. But there's a nice moment where they go and find the grave that the the robots have been taking care of all mm-hmm. of all the of all the the last remaining people and in, in Laputa and um what. Uh, what else? And then, yeah, and then I guess the the guys show up. The Goliath shows up, yeah. and they have the, the pirates uh, prisoner captive, and they. I don't know. Then, then it just gets like very. It's just when it gets crazy. Yeah, you know, it just gets crazy. For the me. amulet is going. You know, yeah. trading hands, and, yeah. the, and there's the spells that are sort of. Mm-hmm. We've, We've sort of forgotten yeah. to mention, but anytime she says right. one of these sort of like old nursery rhymes, she remembers yeah. something fucking crazy happened. Good yeah. spells and she's got bad spells. She's got a bad yeah. spell. spell she has to learn the bad FYI. spells to make the good spells stronger. Right. Which is which is good. Which is kind of nice. Uh, and, the, and that way the bad spells are set up as a sort of like don't cross the streams thing. Right, of like, right, you know, right. she knows how to do it. But it's but They've no said good. the whole movie that yeah. it's not an option. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they walk through some walls. Um, oh yeah. So the thing about the thing about the castle is that, like, or the you know, the city in the sky is that it's it's like very technologically advanced, and they like you can be indoors, and it looks like you're outdoors. Um, there's a thing where they like have all the little outlines of windows, but they're inside, and it's all like jungly and stuff. It's so right. cool. It's like a biodome. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a biodome. Uh, and sure is there. Paul there Shore's are there. <laughs> all these. Uh, doors that they can just like say spells at and open them and it's very cool it's very, very D&D yeah love it um, but they're trying to Muska's trying to find the big crystal that like when the jewels out uh <laughs> Ben's schooling. But Muska's, Muska's trying to find that jewel. Well, yeah. he's trying to find. Yeah, he's he needs a crystal to power his jewel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if that was his ultimate? Like, I just. Doesn't get to me quick enough. What Honestly, then a check out. I'm like, he does okay, look like a. I get it. Yeah. What if we made a jewel lord? A jewel lord. What if we added to the blank check pictures slate uh-huh. an animated adventure about Ben looking for a jewel, looking for a pod, looking for no, the, like the, a the, jewel that will power his jewel. Like right. he wants a better vape, and Secret he has to like go jewel. Right. right. I love it. Sounds yeah. like one of those like direct to video Ducktales movies but that I, I watched a lot cr- of when I was the a crystal kid. of the vape. Like yeah, I right. swim in jewel yeah. pods. Right. I have like a big tank. Oh, so you like Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, but I need to get like a crystal or like a diamond jewel pod. I just want to make sure that we have a Ben movie that is accessible for children. You know, because we're gonna have some harder edged R rated Ben films. Parents are going to have to explain to their kids, like, I know it's Ben, you love Ben, but you can't see this one yet. <laughs> this is Todd Phillips' Ben. This is an out of continuity, <laughs> twisted Ben movie. Yeah. You can watch the one about the jewel pods. Ah, uh, the jewel pods. Jewel pods. Oh, one thing that happens is that Pazu has to uh, rescue the pirates, and so he, like, finds a way and the castle's like crumbling every single time they try to walk anywhere in it and he's yes. like crawling his way up a column and then finds his way under the bricks that are right underneath oh. where Dola is uh, sitting cross-legged um, and he blows like a um, like a grenade in there and it makes a little poot and she, she's like oh it wasn't me I didn't fart and then <laughs> that's a line that's good a line job. from the movie really good job yeah. but yeah. then uh, then like the brick loosens and he like gives her the information of like, you know, whatever, where they have to do their escape and sets her free. There's that idea. It, it, this thing is over. It is you over. Know, that's why it's okay to destroy it. Cause it's like, it's time has passed. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like a yeah. weird floating relic. 
Yeah. Right. And but I, I do like that after that he says that she, he became a man. Um, <laughs> that was his moment. That was his bar mitzvah. That was his moment. Uh, yeah. But yeah, about flying fortresses. It's I hate heights, and it's very stressful when he is like about to fall. Sure. I feel like throughout the movie, character's relationship to heights. the heights mm-hmm. is like so different than ours. Right. Yeah. And it's just and like, it's like, oh, what an annoyance. I'm hanging over like, yeah. you know, 20,000 feet up from the ocean. Yeah. That's so stuck out to that. me. Like that, the psycho, our psychology, I'm like, ah, he's going to fall. Yeah. Like even when all the soldiers are falling, like yeah. I really feel it. Yeah. That's another thing that makes this movie just feel so fucking uh, big in a way that's very difficult to do in live action because of uh, expenses where it's just like any time they're in or on such a large thing mm-hmm. and you're aware of how high above the ground they are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much they're like empty space there's around them or sure. how many uh, enemies there are around them or any of those things. Like the scale of the thing is always very yeah. uh, daunting. Yeah. Well, when it starts to blow... Because she says the magic word. She does. She. They do it together. They do yeah. it together. They do it together, Makes holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's. It. I mean, it's sort of. It's sort of like it sheds all of this sort of corruptible part, I guess, of right. of the castle. Because obviously, mm-hmm. there's a civilization that was here, and they had the power to like destroy worlds. They do like a test of it to like it has nukes, basically. Like right. they can blow up the world with it if they want. Um, which is why the military wants it, but um, but you know they don't exist anymore. Like something went wrong yeah. uh, in that society. Which is the best kind of myth, like yeah. right that there were like advanced people like yeah. long ago, and they something happened to them. Yeah. That's yeah. what the Atlantis myth is. Like right. that's why it went down, right? Yeah, it's like and so they it's did not something. it's not this thing they of like we must discover it. Like so, something went they wrong, but Twitter. like but like we should try to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I wish sorry. I could just say Vals and Twitter would disappear. That would be amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 not this thing of like, oh, we've got to find this magical place because it's it's a utopia. It's right. the best place. It's right. like no, it does it's represent something that doesn't work. That it exists. Yeah, right. it shouldn't right, right. exist. Right. We have to figure this out. Yeah, not we have to get back there or live there. But yeah. I mean, you know, right. obviously the pirates are like. It's got jewels. Jewels? It's got jewels. <laughs> and uh, Muska is like, it's got nukes or whatever. It's got, it's got jewels. Nukes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's one of the only characters to die, like you said, yep. right? Like, yeah. it's, it's rare that Miyazaki villain just sort of like. Well, and he yeah. is he is also royalty. He reveals this yes, to her. And, her. and that they're like cousins or something like right. that. Like, and well, whatever. Um, so he, but he, so he wants to go back because he wants to own it and rule it. So it's just that old Miyazaki thing of you can't get too big for your britches. Um, Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And um, yeah, and then they destroy it, and they, um, I, 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 I needed to look this up. I mean, the, the animation of of it falling apart and all the soldiers falling off of it and all those bricks falling down one by one was like one of famously one of the most painstaking and time consuming. Beats of animation at the time. It must have been. It's crazy. Um, insane. Yeah. God. So that's animation cool to weird. watch. Um, I've already talked about this. It just seems very painstaking and annoying to me. Yeah. It's uh, nuts. Yeah. It's bad yeah. for your body. Right. Like, like, so bad. Doing really? anything over and over and over and over and over again is bad for your body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It basically just ends. Like, it does after end. that. You- 
all the all the army scurries back onto their thing, and mm-hmm. all the rest of them fall into the ocean from a great height. Pirates leave. Uh, the pirates leave, but they but they say goodbye. Yeah, they part ways. Yeah. Uh, Pazu and Shida go off on their little glider. And they're gonna go and they do wave, something together. Yeah. And and the guys are in their bug ship, and it's chained together, and they all wave and. That's it, and, and everybody credits, everybody agrees it was a great adventure. Right, yeah. but the credits is just like still floating, <laughs> yeah, the thingy, yeah, you know, the yeah, because yeah. it's just a tree then yeah. with like the crystal holding it up. Yeah, yeah. fucking cool. Another giant tree, also. Yeah. We love giant trees. Uh, very, very uh, good and fun movie. You you think so? Yeah, there's right. no problem with this movie. No, I agree with that. I agree with that too. Yeah. Right? What can you say? I mean. Right, they yeah. did it. Yeah. They, they fucking went to the castle. Yeah, um, the, the everyone's mer- good. All the characters are good. They're, they're great. They're sky pirates. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that they're sky pirates. People forget that all the time. Um, I guess it's like less funny than some Miyazaki's, but it's still funny. It's still got some funny stuff. It's. I mean, but I don't. Well, whatever. I. I mean, I. I think that it's funny enough in the places that it's funny. And I, 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 I like that it's I, just like a straightforward, like earnest adventure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, all of them are straightforward, earnest adventures, but this one is just like, what if it was just like a great yarn or something? Um, I, and I don't know what, like, I mean, I, I don't know why it is one of my favorites. Cause it is, it's like, yeah. I, I, I said to you, David, it's like my classic favorite, your, right. um, which is the only way I can really put it. Cause I feel like I, I always have, you know, a rotating hierarchy of what ones I'm, I'm, I'm digging more than others. I mean, like he but is. This one's just always in there, right? Yeah, right. this one is usually one or two. This is the crystal around which yeah. the others might revolve. Yeah, I mean, like I, I do like yeah. Spirited Away a lot. Yeah, this one feels. It's like that thing where it's like it, Spirited Away belongs to everybody, and this one I kind of feel like belongs to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in a possessive way at all. No, I'm not, I, a, I'm not I, a bad. I'm not a bad fan. Obviously, it's more in the culture. The and sort everything. of canonical, like yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's the one, right? Yeah. Um. The but that is the one. The merch that it's I was going one. to bring. It, it. It's 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 great. It's it's. I there's so many different. There's so many different ways you can you can evaluate how good that each one of them is. Sure. And I think that one is probably the best at like all three of those things, whatever they are. I really want to rewatch The Wind Rises because I think that might be like... (sighs) That thing is incredible. One of the best. That's one I just don't want to look upon too much because it's so... It's so devastating and yeah. amazing, and it's so different. It's, what an ending it's going to be I'm for excited. us! Oh my god! I mean, obviously, I he has his next movie yeah. that will probably come out next year. Yeah, supposedly it's coming out around the time of the Olympics. Like yeah. that's it's going to be like synced up for that, right? And it's um, Ice Age <laughs> Seven. It's yeah. called I, How Do You Live? Yeah. How Do You Live? Which is, is it really a called? Good ha- title. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's a good one to go out on if that's truly what you're going out on. Yep. Is there a plot uh, or story? It's a, it's a novel. Um, it's, a, it's based yeah, it's on a, a book. It's based on a book and it's about a book called How Do You Live? Uh, so is it like his Think Like a Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, have you tried frying an egg? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Toshio Suzuki Look, revealed looking to spice up in the bedroom try planes Toshio <laughs> this is crazy Toshio Suzuki who's like the longtime executive mm-hmm. engineer, uh-huh. revealed that Miyazaki is working on the film for his grandson as a way of saying quote grandpa is moving on into the next world soon but he's leaving this film behind because he loves you 
Wow. Wow. I mean, like, almost any detail about Miyazaki will sort of fuck you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just... Uh, I mean, you've you've seen the documentary where they show him yeah. the CGI, and he says that it's an insult yeah. to life itself. Yeah, which I just always think. Have of. you seen that? I got to show it no. to you, Griffin. It's oh so man, good. there's a documentary on the last disc yeah, of the it, box yeah. that we have, right? Yeah. So is that the one you're talking about? I think that's the earlier one. There's I two. I didn't, I didn't know that that was from a. Do- oh, huh. there's there's two documentaries. There's the one. There's the Kingdom of uh, Kingdom of D- Dreams, dreams right. of Dreams and Madness. Madness. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, which is. So good, and it makes me ball. Yeah, it is so good. It's the one where um, it ends where he's like kind of looking out, and he's like, "How beautiful!" Like Ghibli, it doesn't mean anything. Ghibli was just a name. I can't remember. I got well, yeah, yeah. no, no, but it really like it, the, the one of the last so. moments of it, which is great, and and I think like I feel like I had this this little clip that they put together in my head before I even saw it. Like it was just like how I thought of his films, right? But he's because uh, he's giving his he's about to give his. Uh, announcement that he's at a press conference to just announce his retirement or that he's like made his last film or that Ghibli is shutting down one of those three um, and he's like waiting to go out and he's looking out at this window across Tokyo and just like the rooftops and he's he's just like musing to himself like um, oh like look at those roofs like if um, if I if I was if this was a movie I could jump from that little rooftop over there that corner to this other one I don't want to like I won't yeah, do sure, it justice sure. if I, but he like imagines himself like hopping over the roofs and then they cut in like this wonderful short little sequence of like all the different, I'm going to like choke up all the different like Ghibli characters just like running, running over roofs and stuff like that. And it's like so beautiful. It's so good. I'm like, I've never cried on wow. Blank before. I love it. Hey, <laughs> hey man, gotta, gotta work those tears for Blank Chick for well, the Blankies. Well, now that you're already crying, what was the merch spotlight? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, the merch spotlight. No, the merch spotlight is also like very goopy of me. Um, not goop like Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, or uh, Gooigi, recently announced goo version of Luigi. Gooigi. The new Luigi game is going to have a character made of goo who looks like Luigi called Gooigi, and that's all that I have to tell you about that. I just uh, think it's pretty cool. I just like the idea of goo versions of ourselves. I have to cry some more now. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say it's a little similar. To the tick cartoon where the tick gets sick and there's a mucus tick who's a green gooey mucus version of himself, a perfect mucus clump. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> no, the, the merch spotlight was just a little music box. It's not a music oh. box. Um, With the just, mossy robot? No, it's okay. of the castle mm-hmm. that, and it rotates and it has Shida and Patsu like where he's holding her up. You know, mm-hmm. and it plays the theme, and it rotates. It's like a ceramic thing. And my high school boyfriend gave it to me. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah. Retired bit. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say about that. See, I was looking because I after we did Cagliostro, I went and bought a Lupin action figure, oh, and then nice. watching this, I was like. Mossy robot. You got that stuff. mossy robot. And this looked really nice, which it says it's a music box tray of the robot. But it's Let like a see. nice little oh, like, that is sculpture. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Did you guys look at a the- bunch of these online? Yeah, there's a lot of robots. You can you can look I know. For them. I'm gonna get some sort of mossy robot friend. Did you look up the 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 one on the roof though? No. Oh, you gotta look it up. Real time reaction. This is from okay. What um. it the museum? Yeah, just like Robot Ghibli Museum. Okay. 
Then you need to have a person next to it for it to really. Rub it. Oh my god! I also want to go to the. Wow, I just got. Oh, it's so big. He's really big. He's made of metal. Oh my god! He's a big boy. I also I want to see that caterpillar thing that's it only plays at the museum that he made. Oh, it's like a little short film of Borrow the, the Caterpillar. Yeah. A little caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. They ha- they play Borrow all the shorts Griff? there. No, it sounds like Blank Check is going to Japan. <laughs> it's the place that I've always wanted to go. Me too. That my fear of flying has always like, you know, That's been the biggest. That's why I'm doing all, all this research on how far apart. Look how fucking cool he looks. He looks very cool. Oh, he kind of reminds me of the little guys in, um, in Castle in the Sky. You know, there's a funny little like rodent guys that, that yeah. jump into their water. There's some funny creatures. Um, so good at creatures. He's so good with the, the creatures. second documentary is about him making that where yeah. he's basically retired, oh, and I, okay. he's so obsessive about like the details of the caterpillar's yeah. movement. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, but then also, I mean, there's that Spirited Away uh, special feature where he makes ramen for the whole crew. That's like one of the best it's things one of, the, of all. One of the time. great works of cinema. I watched that video <laughs> where they're probably, all so scared. They're like, "Yeah, Mr. Miyazaki is making lunch today." Like, yeah, you know, yeah. And like oh. it's, and he calls it like poor man's ramen, right. and he drops all these eggs in it. You would love it. Uh, um, and what else does he put in it? I mean, it's like this big vat, and then everybody is like, "We were we were really like tired and losing hope because we like were up against this deadline, but now we're strong and we can go back to work for another twelve hours." Wow. <laughs> I mean, and make like look. Obviously, I didn't mention it before, but we talked about it. you know like uh, Patsu in this movie. He's a hard worker. Like we're introducing him, he's got a work ethic. Like mm-hmm. Spirit Away, which is my favorite Miyazaki movie, is about like mm-hmm. a girl learning a work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is her spiritual transformation. Yeah. She learns the value of work. She can't she can't doesn't have an identity until she has her work. I have never seen a more inspirational mopping sequence than in fucking Spirit Away. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, she's fucking mopping. That's it. It's gonna be clean. Um <laughs> There's not really a box office game we can do for this. Uh, excuse me. What? Let's do the Turkish box office from 2007 when this movie finally came out in Turkey. I mean, I love this. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. I, I I will say that I have not been rushing you guys along too aggressively because now I feel a sense of competition with Alex Ross Perry. Oh, boy. I knew this was going to happen. You want the longest? See, it's going to be this arms race between like JD and you. I'm like, and no, ARP. let's talk about Booksmart. Like, let's just get yeah. into it. Uh, what are we at now? Two- We're at two hours. Yeah. Turkish box office. Turkish box office. And this is 2007. I, I just like, you know, there's a re release of Castle in the Sky on Box Office Mojo that came out last year. Yep. No fun. No fun. But this one is July 13th, 2007. And I want to point out to you mm-hmm. that at this time, the exchange rate was $1 to 1.2 Turkish lira. That's big. Just want to point that out to you. Okay? And I feel like this is just... one $1 to 1.2? Turkish lira. Okay. No. This is just around the time that studios are starting to go more day and date, but these might not totally sync up with what was playing in the States in July. Right. These are 2007 like, movies, but right. I don't know about right. Some of them were kind of late. Okay, I love this. Dark. So Castle in the Sky opened number 45. It made $589 on one screen. Because this is a pure guesswork. I have no okay. memory of these box office charts, obviously. The Turkish box office? I you're, don't. you're not uh, finally acquainted with? No. Okay. Number one is um, a big old fucking movie that. Uh, How much did you make? talk about it? We have never talked about it. I suppose we could. It's Turkish gross to date, and after two weeks, is one point four million dollars. Okay, 
It's um, worldwide gross mm-hmm. total, mm-hmm. you know, if you take it all Maybe together. Maybe don't tell me that. Maybe I okay. just want to go off the Turkish number. <laughs> sure. Okay, so it's, it's a an big, American movie. It's a big movie. You feel like we could talk about it at some point. We could. It would be one of our more trying miniseries, in my opinion. It's been floated. <laughs> it's been floated. Is it part of a franchise? It's the beginning of a franchise that now numbers five movies and one spinoff. Transformers. Michael Bay's Transformers. Have you seen it? Yes, Emily. saw it in the theaters. With Shia. Saw it with Shia. Uh, did you see Honey Boy at Sundance? I did. That opening shot of this movie that's not out yet, but will come out this year, uh-huh. where it's Lucas Hedges on the set of Transformers, yeah. and he's in a rig, and he gets blown. Yeah. And I was just like, is this movie going to be about the making Transformers? Because yeah, I'm yeah, all yeah. in. And I then mean, it's it basically kind of is, It kind of is, but yeah. I wanted it. I, I was like, just do that. Don't, yeah. I don't care about your childhood. I want a Michael Bay character. I want this to be about transfer. I want His Megan Fox. was really weird. Uh, having seen Honey Boy, agree. Agree. <laughs> yes. the, uh, the concept of Honey Boy is Shia LaBeouf's childhood was really weird. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. about what you can take away from and it. And he plays his own weird dad. Yes, yeah. he does. What a weird movie. Um, mm-hmm. It will come out. It will. Do you remember that Vanity Fair Amazon cover from this summer that was like, a new star has landed, and it was Shia LaBeouf, the next Tom Hanks, and it was Shia LaBeouf in a in a spacesuit holding a helmet in the middle of the desert. I do, yes. And it was just like, I remember that. Here image. you go. You have no say in the matter. Here's your new Tom Hanks. And it he's, is he's the captain now. Yeah, he was the captain. He was the captain. It is kind of crazy. He was the eagle eye now. His run was so strong for a little while there. It's just a little while, but it's it's a three or four years of. Uh, because then even people being like, I guess they like him because right. the movies keep doing well. And then it kind of quickly became clear, like they never really liked him. Well, you right. know, the one He's that was in kind such of a huge movie. That he was can... in big movies. Yeah. But yeah. the one that was weird to me was Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye, where it's like nobody wants to watch this shit. And it like grossed a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, it came out in right. September, right. made a hundred million dollars. And then I was like, I guess he is the guy. But that's one of those phantom hundred million dollar grocers. Where right. you're like, no, if I cornered the director of it, I'd be like, remember Eagle Eye? He'd be like. What? It's a silent majority, a hundred million dollar grocer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Disturbia had come out before Transformers. Well, Disturbia was, is kind good. of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Disturbia a is a good movie. Surprise hit. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, Disturbia is good because Rear Window, but X is yeah. always going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much the best premise of a movie. You know, what movie fucks Rear Window. Yeah, the best. Rear Window mm-hmm. is it's great. a very good movie. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best Hitchcock, and I'm always surprised that Vertigo has the reputation that I think Rear Window would. have. But I think Rear Window once was sort of atop the heap, and Vertigo became the cool yeah. choice. Like it right. became cool. So it was ago. more. Yeah. It was more like the film because Vertigo choice. is a twisted. It is twisted. Um, I remember my mom like saying to me when I was a kid, like it's the scariest movie of all time. Rear Window, really? Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo. And then right, and I yeah. and then when I she showed it to me, I was like, well, this isn't what I expected because I had a different concept of scary movies. Yeah. But then when he's like shaking her, yeah, you know, and he's yeah. lost it at the end, she yeah. was like, it's so scary. And I was like, I mean, she's right. It's very yeah. scary. I I had seen Rear Window like uh like you know on DV on my sure. DVD on my TV in my bedroom. I understand. And then when I went for my uh, one semester and change of film school, mm-hmm. uh, the the classic film professor, the film history professor, was going to screen uh Rear Window. Sure. And he was like, "Have you seen Rear Window before?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I right. I've, I've watched it on DVD." Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "You haven't seen it in a theater?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Then you haven't really seen Rear Window." I was like, what's this smoke yeah, is blowed right. up my yeah, ass? Yeah, 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 but it, yeah. it is one of those movies yeah. where uh, I, I saw it in a theater where he asked 
everyone in the audience that same question. And like, I'd say 90% of the people in the room rose their hands. And when it got to the shot where Raymond Burr slowly turns around and makes direct eye contact with (laughs) you, the audience member. Pretty great. The entire audience gasped. And I was like, that's incredible that 90% of this audience has seen Seen it before. Right, but they've never, right. But that movie's so keyed into the psychology of watching a movie Mm-hmm. That watching it in a theater where you're like stuck with it, yeah. sitting in yeah. a chair yeah. in the dark, like Jimmy Stewart, it just pays out Gets like so, a fucking slot machine. It does. I get so jealous of those audiences. They were just yeah. like, well, let's go see it. Jimmy Stewart. Oh. Yeah. He sees a murder or something. Right. Sounds great. And when people were like, ah, it's some dumb popcorn trash. Yeah, right, yeah. right. When I mean, like, Man for All like, Seasons, that's my number one of the year. But right. oh, let's see this weird window. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's no the great Ziegfeld. <laughs> that's like. 30 years. I know. Right? I'm just talking about movies that won Best Picture <laughs> right. and were seen as serious films. Boring, right. right. All right. Number okay. two at the box office is the third in a franchise. So it's like for- Transformers is like a day and date. This, okay. I guess so. I'm yeah. just thinking. Uh, yeah, okay. It's been in theaters for five weeks. It's made $3.3 million in Turkey. Is it Spidey 3? Nope. nope. Is it Pirates 3? Nope. Nope. This it's was for, the summer of all the sequels. Mm. It's Shrek the Third. It's Shrek the Third. Oh this my was, God. May 2007 was. Spider-Man 3, sure. Pirates of the Caribbean 3, Shrek 3. And people were like, can the box office handle three movies All this these big? threes. I think it's a, a month. Three's kind of- company. That was the headline in the Variety article. Oh, my God. I don't know. I think that's a month that kind of ruined Hollywood. Because people were yeah. like, one of these movies is going to bomb. Not all three of them could do well. And yeah. then all three of them made a billion dollars. And everyone was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Forever? Yes. <laughs> um, Shrek the Third I have not seen. That was my last year in college. I did see Spidey 3 and Pirates 3, but I did yeah. not see Shrek 3. I kind of half watched Shrek 3 on DVD I, once, and it is really hard to watch. Sure. I'm sure. Like really unengaging. It. It's the Dark Phoenix of the Shrek saga. Where you're right, you're like your eye can't even focus on the yeah. image; it just slips really off. Kind of like, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna see Dark Phoenix, you guys. You really don't. There's no reason it's to see so, that. It's one. too bad, though. I mean, I've seen every single X Men yeah. movie that's mm. come out. I am weirdly faithful to them, even when I know they're going to be terrible. But I mean, like you can't. You can watch it on HBO or whatever, right? Like some point, right? I don't know. I don't know. Like I like going to the theater and seeing an X-Men. If you like going to the theater and seeing an X-Men, Dark Phoenix will fulfill that very (laughs) basic promise. See, I'm going to argue you on that point. (laughs) You think it doesn't even do that? (laughs) Because I like, the X-Men movies were so fucking Very important for me. Yeah, no, they're super important for me. They're really like what got me into comic books and superheroes in general. I wasn't much of a comics reader until I saw the first movie. Right, right. And so even the shitty ones, I feel some, like, nostalgia activation. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, like, a franchise that's, like, carried me through. And I felt fucking nothing, save for maybe one sequence watching. Uh, the first, such a The bummer. first sequence was the one where There's I was like, oh, X-Men. space action sequence where you're like, oh, great. They got powers. Space action sequence, yeah. though. I don't know. No, it's, like, great. And then you- Stay in space. Oh, right, yeah. I, I am feeling like this is the summer where I might just not see a lot of the big movies. Why would you see these movies? That's my point is I usually feel some sort of weird, perverse obligation to go see them on. I'm like, what if I just don't see Aladdin? What if I don't see Men in Black? Have you seen Aladdin? I haven't seen either of them. I'm not going to see Aladdin. I'm not going to see The Lion King. I didn't. The only reason I saw Beauty and the Beast is because I had to for work. But like, guess who doesn't have a job now? Hells yeah! Hey, hey, let's (laughs) hey, yeah, (laughs) unemployed boys. Yeah. Uh, how the tables have turned. I'm very canceled now. <laughs> I've been canceled. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Your boy. time was was nigh. My time was yeah. nigh. Okay. Um, well, I saw all the films you guys just mentioned, and they're all pretty bad. Yeah. So there you have it. 
Uh, Aladdin is the one I would see of the garbage plate you just mentioned. But I feel like I'll fucking watch it on a plane. Or yes, something. you will. Or I'll watch on Disney. I'm not Plus. saying you just, have to. Right. I'm just saying, like, point a gun at me. Like, yeah. which would you pick? Stuff. At least that movie has Will Smith in it. I do mm. like Will Smith. Yeah. I don't know. With me. Yeah. I'm always making a disgusted face. I, I mean, I like I like, like Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. It is still the millennium. It is still. We've got another 900 odd uh, years know, it's true. <laughs> of this millennium. We are to living deal with. in the millennium. Number three at the box office, a fourth. It's a fourth. People complain about sequels now, my friend. I know, but 12 years ago. It's a fourth. But it's uh, it's been a while. I think Shrek it's been. Yeah, that's right. They did them simultaneously. They were like, who fucking cares? Do you know what the original title for. Because it's called Shrek Forever After. Wasn't it Shrek Goes Forth? Yeah, which I really like because then I wanted Shrek 5 to be Shrek Pleads the Fifth. (laughs) That was my huge joke at the time. I was dining out on that joke. Huge joke. 2007. How much money were people giving you for that joke? He was dining out on Ritz I would go to restaurants and then I'd clink my glass. I'd go, excuse me? And they'd go, sir, your meal is on the house. (laughs) I was li- no one was paying me money, but I was dining out on the joke. Yay! Oh boy! This is the fourth. Okay. Um, I recently read an interview with the guy who plays the villain in this movie, where he was like Timothy Oliphant, live for your die hard. It was so good. Did you read that interview? I read that interview. It's a great interview. It's the Zoller Sites interview. No, right? it's Seven Seven. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I've been reading all the Oliphant yeah, interviews. Where he was recently. just yeah. like, I bought a house, and yeah. then they canceled Deadwood. And so I was just like to my agent, like, look, whatever's out there. I've yeah. just bought a house. And they were like, you want to be diehard guy? He's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'll, I do, I'll be diehard guy. Right. And then he, he talks about, like, I did the bald video game movie, which he right. means Hitman. Right. And he was like, look, it's a bad movie. I didn't like making it, but I learned a lot about, like, being a star and, like, you right. have to carry this fucking thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, he's, a, he's the best. Yeah, I love that when he talks about these things, it sounds like he can't remember the titles of them. <laughs> Like, he just remembers, like, the experience. But yeah. the other thing is, uh, he, he said he's, like, I have no, like, sort of um, uh, pretension of being too good for movies like that. No, right. And I have no desire to need to be the, like, sexy leading man. I love playing villain roles. I love being in big things. He's, like, those two, I didn't figure them out. He's, right. like, I didn't come up with anything interesting for <laughs> Die Hard. He's, like, I admit I look at that. It's really fucking boring. It's not an interesting performance. He's good in Scream, too. He's a great villain in that. Yeah, but that's like a real. No, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm right. just, I'm just thinking of Elephant. What do you yeah. think of Elephant? My Perfect Cyclops. I don't know. I haven't watched any of the uh, shows. You see, you'd love the shows. Yeah. You'd love the shows. I, I mean, I, I'm told. I'm Emily, told. you should wait. Nobody's ever told me to watch Deadwood. Weird. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. I mean, <laughs> watch Deadwood. It's a good show. Justify. No, I'm no, yeah, Justified. no. People told me to watch Justify too. After I saw Booksmart, I was so hyped <clears throat> up about Caitlin Dever. She's right. on Justified. Too? Yeah, man. Cool. And like that was where I first saw her in she something. Rolls. And so I was like, Joanna, we're watching Justified because she'd yeah. never seen it. Mm-hmm. And like, we're gonna get to Caitlin Dever in season two. Is like, Jeremy Davies on it too? Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch it. It's so good. Um. You know what uh, Oliphant performance would have gotten a Griffey nomination? Would have made the five. Made the five. Tough to make the five. Supporting actor? Timothy Oliphant, Girl Next Door. Oh, yeah. He's great. That's an incredible performance. He's so good in that. Okay, number three at the box office. So that's number three. Live for your diehard. Number four is a... a Was it it released there as... Because I know in a lot of foreign countries, it was released under the title Die Hard 4.0. Oh, you know what? It doesn't specify that on Box Office Mojo. It might have been. But it may have been. 4.0. Because Live Free or Die Hard is not a, not a good title That's anyway, a- but it's a very American reference yep. mm-hmm. to the uh, state motto of New Hampshire. Yep. <laughs> uh, a state in which that film does not take place. 
Uh, but as we all know, Die Hard was, Live for Your Die Hard was actually based on a script that was just called WW3.com. Yep. Because that's how they made Die Hard movies. Someone, yeah. would just, someone just wrote a movie about cyber terrorism or and whatever. And they were with, like, John McClane's in this. With yeah. a Vengeance was a script called Simon Says. And yeah. they were like, I don't know, buy that. Make it a Die Hard. <laughs> Because that's the magic of right. Die Hard that Die Hard was such a thing that people would be like it's Die Hard but this and then yeah. they would just make be it a Die, a die hard. hard movie wait a second I saw Deadline Die Hard 6 announced adapted from Night Eggs by Ben <laughs> he's, Hus- look, he's not looking at anything on this phone there's nothing on his phone right <laughs> no, now I just want to clarify oh, that's oh, real. come on I was trying to a little theater a little theater I was doing there uh, number four at the box office is another sequel it's a second this game Second, this, game. this is a, a particularly dire. This is really 2007 rough. is, even though there are a lot of good this movies. Why don't we truly... figure out something else that we can do for box office? We're almost done. We're almost done. Almost done. You want to do something else? The time. What? You want to hit that runtime? Hey, you're nowhere near. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's just like, so yeah. What's up with you guys? Uh, favorite sandwiches? Yeah. Um, number five is another sequel. Number four is a sequel. Oh, that there's never been a third movie, but much like you were talking about Shrek, has this is, has a fun naming convention that I'd love to see them just keep going. Oh man, it's the naming convention is so good. I think that like in, a man too. Good call, but, but also, no. Yeah, uh, also. <laughs> you think like oh, a man as well, but also <laughs> think like a man. Uh, it's no, it's a movie about zombs. Zombs. It's one about zombs. Zombs. Z o m b z. Uh, Is that a good naming convention? Hell yeah. There's only two of them. They never made a third. They talked about making a third. This is only, they only made two of them. They only made two of them. They're by different directors. Yeah, I know what it is. What is it? It's, uh, oh no, I was almost going to say, my brain's broken now. I was going to say it was the day after tomorrow. But it's it's that idea. Oh, it's 28 weeks later. 28 weeks later. I've always wanted to see 28 months later and then 28 years years later. later. And then hell, if you want to go crazy, like 28 fucking centuries later. Uh, like it's just such a good idea that's kind of weird they never made a third one they've talked about it I think this 20 weeks later never made quite enough money but it was one of those things where I feel like it made the exact same amount of money as 28 days later but 28 days later was seen as a surprise well it was a surprise right, right. And which meant that 28 uh, weeks had probably like a bigger budget higher expectations yeah um, but no 28 days later made 45 82 worldwide and 28 huh. weeks only made um, 28 really 64 huh. worldwide Anyway, number five is a movie called Whisper, directed by Stuart Hendler, starring Josh Holloway, Joel Edgerton, uh, Michael Rooker. Uh, you are mistaken, because that movie doesn't exist. I'll say this, like, uh, uh, movie stars and even people who you would think are below the status of movie stars uh, carry a lot more weight in foreign countries. Sure. Right, right, right. Like, I remember hearing uh, 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 Michael Barker Sony Pictures Classics had okay. uh, talk once, okay. and he was talking about the Kenneth Branagh, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, Sleuth movie, uh, yes, which Sleuth. bombed so fucking hard. Indeed. And they were like- Branagh and Kane, and uh, Jude Law and Michael Kane. Right. Stars. And uh, they were like, well, like that was a misstep for you, right? And he was like, no, because I did the math, and I knew the five countries in which Michael Kane has never had a flop. Wow. And he was just like in like Turkey, Bulgaria, like South Korea. Like he was like, these are five countries in which no Michael Caine movie has ever made under this amount of money. And I made it back and it didn't even matter that it didn't make any money in the States. Fair enough. Sleuth. 
Uh, but certain, you know, yeah, sleuth in it. Yeah, I guess Michael Rucker's fusion. Are you sleuthing me? <laughs> <laughs> Get the sleuth out of here. Do you remember that poster that was that like sleuth. Law Kane? Yes, Law Kane. Pinter. Pinter. Yeah. Because Harold Pinter adapted the screen. And I, do, I remember there not being graphics on the poster. It was no. just the four names. Hell yeah. Weird didn't do well here in, in Britain, the United people States. People were of America. like treating that movie like it was like the next Sleuth. Avengers movie. Yeah. 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 Sleuth. Slave. Uh, the original, which is Olivier and Kane, is a lot right. of fun. Hmm. Uh, and then Kane jumped to the senior position. That was the period of time where business was booming for Kane remakes. What else did we have? Oh, time Alfie. 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 You know boy. The weird Alfie. thing about Alfie is that they just remade Alfie. Yeah. So it has the same story structure as this mm-hmm. movie about like a 1960s cat. Doesn't really work. It doesn't no. work no. <laughs> at all. He used to be, I'll tell you, Jude Law and Alfie, that's how I want it to look. When that movie came out. They were really oh, taking advantage. He's I wore, a handsome. I wore scarves all the time after that movie came out. Right. I was. A, oh, like a scar, like a scarf, like a long knit scarf. Not like a giant Depp scarf, but like a winter. He's always wearing like winter scarves, but yeah. like tied sort of like yeah. neck tie. Like ascot yeah, I did that all the time indoors in high school. Mm. Cool. One time someone told me I look like Jude Law, and I was like, cool, I'm doubling down on this. <laughs> you got the cheekbones. <laughs> Whoa, baby. You do. I'll take that. I'll oh. take that right to the bank. I'm canceled. Uh, Emily, thank you for being here. I'm canceled too, guys. Look, I'm happy to stay here for another hour because I, too, am canceled. Yeah. Weird, weird, just having nothing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really weird feeling. Well, you know what I got to do? What? I got to go see Toy Story 4. Motherfucker. See, I was going to that today. I was going to go to it oh. because I was uh, supposed to do something about it, write something about it. Uh-huh. And uh, they wouldn't let me go. Really? Well, it really does seem to be like a pack. Because you know who's uh, another person they won't let go? Downtown Griffey Gnomes. Interesting. I told them I told them I had an assignment and everything. I'm sorry. Ben's provoking me. Sorry, finish. You told me I had an assignment. No, yeah. I told them I had an assignment, told them what outlet was gonna be at and everything, and they're like, We can't help you. And I was like, Man, I remember the days when be like, I think we're full, but let's boot out some people who are less important and uh, get you in there. Right, right. And right. Uh, those days are over now. And, uh, oh. and so I'm out. I'm out, you know, however few hundred dollars that piece would be. Wow. <clears throat> it's well, a rough life out here. They're not screening it one more time. They are screening, screening it one more time, but I'm not going to have enough turnaround time. Yeah, for the it's next doing, Tuesday, so. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is all months past by the time, but I've been. Do you want me to bootleg it for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot on my phone. Please get uh, arrested at Toy Story 4. That would be great for the for show. Copyright infringement. Yeah. I worked so hard on that. On trying to get in? Yeah. Yeah. Not Fair only enough. to this screening. I, I, the, the amount of people I was like, because sometimes Disney will give random yeah. people a plus one. I was like, got one? You got one? Yeah. Hey, you got a plus one for my friend Griffin over here? Like, you know, but nobody. Because I'm, I'm reviewing it for film spotting mm-hmm. and they oh, couldn't really? get me in. Right. No That's one so I annoying. know could get a plus one. Right. I hired a publicist and asked her to get me into the premiere. Right. I've not heard from her in months. The premiere <laughs> I think was the premiere is yesterday. Today. <laughs> okay. That ship may have sailed. That castle might have skied away. I was just texting TC14 <laughs> photos from the premiere with frowny emojis. <laughs> the shit she's got to put up with. Are you kidding? Do you know what her background on her phone is? Forky. Mr. Forky. <laughs> oh it's God. Forky. Are you excited for Forky? No, I, ha- I told you guys before we started recording, I have no fucking clue what this movie is He's about. A fork. I think you mean it no forking clue. I have no forking clue what this movie's about. I The trailer is 
inscrutable to okay. me. I do not understand why it is. I don't understand what I am supposed to care about at this point with vis-a-vis Toy Story and Woody and Buzz and the whole gang who are back, I hear, but... The toys are back in town. That is confirmed <laughs> at this point. I've been avoiding spoilers, but it has been confirmed that the toys are back in town. I just, I just between that and Lion King, I, I agree with you. I'm out this summer. I'm done. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Once upon a time, I'm also out on the rock, yo. Like I don't yeah, even I like know. the. I fucking I mean, hate the rock now. Sorry, everybody, but I think he's a fascist. Your like, piece on Rampage, I thought, isolated <laughs> a lot of the problems I've been having with the rock, and you verbalized it all very well. But Hobbs and Shaw feels like more what I want him to be doing, and him moving away from the stuff that's grossing me out, sure. and working with Colette Sarah feels like a similar move. I'm sure. hoping right. he's moving away yeah, no, from I'm, being... I'm, him working with Colette Sire feels like a, a correct move. Right. And he, that's encouraging. It's a good union of... He yeah. to have uh, real sorry. directors and not be the only author yeah. behind his films because he right. hires but, I mean, this special is a, effects supervisors. This is a fucking ongoing problem where it's like, I mean, I saw Men in Black International and that thing doesn't feel like uh, anyone but the studio's movie. Like, right, right. I mean, F. Gary Gray is just sort of like a competent guy who can... Right. It's a guy who used to, I mean, make... Yeah, but you know what someone pointed out to me that I didn't even realize? This is the second time F. Gary Gray is rebooting a Barry Sonnenfeld movie because he made Be Cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Do you hope, think Barry Sonnenfeld like hates him or something? I don't know. I hope F. Gary Gray does like an Adam Sandler. <laughs> right. He should do a fucking Big Trouble remake. Big Trouble too. I would watch this version of All About Eve. Bigger Trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's Sonnenfeld and F. Gary Gray opposite sides of the banquet hall staring yeah. daggers at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is crazy. It feels like uh, when he once. wins his award for Men in Black International. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, everyone listen to Night Call. It's good. Night it's a call. good thing in this world. There's a Night Patreon. Call. If you've made it this far, then <laughs> please listen to Night Call. Do you have a name for your patrons? I'm a patron. Is um, there like a fun name for them? No, we... we, we uh, oh, well, you're, I'm a seeker. I yeah, see. we have different names for the tiers. Yeah, yeah right. For right, like right, how right. committed you are basically right. to the Night Call self-improvement model. Mm-hmm. Um, but I somebody suggested the called, but that feels too much like a... Like a um, mm. Like feels like stained or some kind yeah. of like, <laughs> like an early two thousands new metal band. Stand. Yeah, new metal, a new metal band. But actually, that would be like kind of on brand for no, us. Um, but yeah, we uh, we are uh, every every Monday. It's me and Molly and Tess Lynch taking calls, talking about weird stuff. Um, occasionally watching movies like Simone. Which is the last movie that we watched for the podcast? Nickel picture. Yeah. So you guys, you guys should do Andrew Nickel sometime. Why not? Uh, get a cast. Get a, I don't know. Yes. Get a cast. Yeah. Uh, I I believe I I just I didn't hear you're talking about Sim One Zero Any. Yes. Yes. Simulation One. Yes. Um. You. Al Pacino's in that movie. Al Pacino is the star of that movie. Yes, Winona Ryder is also in that movie, right. playing an actress named Nicola Andrews. Okay. <laughs> And Evan Rachel Wood plays his daughter? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. uh, Chicken was overcooked. Sim 1 was malfunctioning again. Uh, I'm sorry. uh, Made a computer lady. (laughs) (laughs) These ones and zeros got to win an Oscar. (laughs) That's essentially the movie. It's a broad comedy. It's uh, a it's a satire on show business. And what really goes on behind the scenes. They like a computer now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little do they know, she's a computer. <laughs> I could just do this all day. 
this is over. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a prequel to this movie. Can I just call out what I've now identified as your new bit? Right. Where you say something, you're proud of it, and then you take a sip of the soda cup that you ostensibly should have finished two hours earlier. It's like soggy with what was once in it. You can hear there's nothing in it. It's just you it's making a, a slurping sound a on bit of mic. Moisture. It's like you're waiting for a laugh. Yeah. Keep the whistle wet. <laughs> what in the whistle? Doing a Letterman pen throw? Yeah. <laughs> It's your pen throw. Is you sipping on your lemonade? Okay. okay. Castle in the sky, Emily. You're the greatest. The Thank you for mother, having me. The mother of blankies. I am the mother of blankies. Don't let them forget. Why we never, Don't you never forget. forget. Yeah. Well, now you guys have all these commentaries and stuff, and I feel like they're well, forgetting their mother. <laughs> you don't want to come on for what you call a baby book movie. <laughs> I need to talk about Are the baby books the with my children. RPG? What? Are you going to do the keep RPG with us, though? The keep RPG? I emailed you about this a zillion years ago. Maybe I've sent it to the wrong email. Check your email. And Did I'm- you send it to my the email to my job that I no longer have? <laughs> I've hit a nerve. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no, we're we're done. We're done. Bye, everybody. Uh, Thank you for everyone, listening to our podcast. Hopefully, <laughs> everyone check. will have heard you on the Keep RPG episode two months ago. Uh, yes, and you'll come on when we do Star Wars commentaries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do a Star Wars. You'll come to do a night. do a Star. Do a War. Do a War. Sure. Do both. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Andrew Gudo for our social media. Lame on coming for our theme song. Jump on Pat Rounds for artwork. Go to tpublic.com for some real nerdy shirts and blankies.red.com for some real nerdy shit. And go to our uh, Patreon for content like the RPG episode that hopefully we've already recorded and Emily is a part of. Uh, you feel so included. Yes. <laughs> right. And as always, some movies about the sky. <laughs>